I don't know if you could tell, but that was like when jerk when jerk music was a was big. Yeah, I was one of those kids. Did you jerk? Yeah. Do you still jerk? No. Do you know how to jerk? I don't. Not anymore. Do you know it by heart? I feel like I feel like um. I feel like if song came up, probably figure it out. I feel like jerking is like riding a bike. Like once you learn how to do it, like you can never unlearn it. You know. Well, I mean, it was just literally like you're just hopping backwards. What's well, the Running Man in reverse? Pretty much. No, we'll see. Okay. The Running Man's a little different, right? The Running Man reminded me of shuffling in EDM. Yeah. So when you shuffle, it was the same. The same movement, except there's a little hop to it. Yeah. So when I figured out jerking, easy, that was literally skipping, but not moving. You're skipping in one place, going skipping backwards in one place, but not moving. When you're shuffling, you were doing the running man, not moving, but there's a like a little hop to it as you're doing it. Yeah. And I can't figure out shuffling, but I figured out jerking way easier. I'm still like I still am on the fence of how how to shuffle, and I remember watching videos, like even during that time, YouTube was doing a lot of like dance videos and stuff. I figured yeah. out how to do um what's called tectonic, um, <laughs> tectonic. What is that? It's it's a French. It was like a French thing. It was going big in Europe. Is it, it the thing with the hands? It's the thing where the video you see um. They're like wearing like the rave outfit, but they all look like emo kids. And then there's always the meme of like there's like hard hard metal playing, and then they're doing like this shit. Yeah. Oh, did you do that? Me and Rachel figured it out. We were watching videos of it. And she was the one that showed me it. She's like, look, 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 and it was cool because like some of the songs that were for it was like it was tight. And then watching them do it was super cool. I'll see if I can find the video so I can show it to you. But I know the meme. Where they play like random music. Music and, and they're going like, with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I it it wasn't that era. Like it wasn't with the rave era, but it was just like hip hop kids getting into the. um The hand thing, right? I forgot what that's called. I remember when I used to work at the YMCA, mm-hmm. um, I used to oversee a group of break, break dancers. Yeah, they would do the like. And there was this one kid. It was funny because. Um, I knew about it because of Nigahiga. Nigahiga okay. did it on YouTube where he was just like doing the ninja move yeah. and <laughs> became a ninja because of it. Yeah. So there was a there was a group of kids and uh, I would say maybe this was like 15 years ago. Okay. Well, no, I can't really say 15 years ago because I would be 15 then. But um, I want to say this was more like 10 years ago. Um, there was a group of kids that I oversee that. It was kind of like the break dancing room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those that go to Edison, you guys know the the girls locker room and the girls gym and be, that little room in between. That was where they break danced. Um, so Smart. I, so I just remember. So I just remember there was a, a few really good kids there that knew how, that were like amazing at break dancing. Right. Because mm-hmm. I'm watching these kids for like four hours a day every day up for the ymca yeah Yeah, and they would just practice breakdancing there yeah um so i was just like wow like they're really good at that and then there was like two kids that were there one was this like i don't know it it was just you can tell he was just like the the odd man out there 
he was like the odd man out there like mm-hmm. everyone looked the same dressed the same and then he was it was just him him like okay. him he was like the sort them out of there um he learned some moves but you can tell right away like no one was really vibing with him ever oh really yeah but oh, okay. he was part of that group and maybe there was like one or two kids that were like he was the oddball. Like he was the oddball there, and there was like one or two kids that like fucked with him heavily, mm-hmm. but they were still part of the main group. Mm-hmm. And then the main group was like, like that's where he was association yeah. was with those two. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I'd probably be that kid. Usually, I was usually the one, uh, not the oddball, but I was the the kid that like brought them into the group. Like, I, oh, just coming no, out with I us. I was like, like I cool. was like universal, so I never really had like a set crew, even like. Um, when I was younger, yeah, I was Miss Butterfly, Social Butterfly. So I never really just stuck with one. And if I did, um, I would stick with it heavy. But I was still, I was still also like, I guess, venture off and meet other friends and meet other cliques and yeah. hang out with other cliques. But I don't know. I don't, wouldn't <laughs> say I was like that in high school. Mm-hmm. A lot I, of people I, knew I, you though. Right, but I was kind of like that. Were I'd you do, social butterfly? I'd do my rounds, probably. Yeah, I think um, I think the the person that can kind of attest for it a little bit more would be my friend, uh, Teddy Teddy Westside. Okay. Um, he was just like he would like walk around with me sometimes. I'd be like, hey man, like I'm gonna go get something to eat. Like you want to come with me? He's like, yeah, chief, I got you. Like let's go. And then like we'd walk around and we'd go like we'd go kind of cl- counterclockwise uh-huh. around the school uh-huh. um, and then come back to our spot where we would hang out with the rest of our friends. But on our way there, you know, you kind of like pick off different groups that you know or you know like one or two people from each group. So you like go and say hi to them, like see what they're up to or go and say hi to like other people and stuff. And it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so that was that. Like that's what I would do. And eventually, you know, I guess it's like um, one of the main reasons why I got the that role of being dead mm-hmm. for the every 15 minutes thing. Um, you know, the the one where Elo was saying like, yeah, I, he died and I got arrested. You know, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was that's where that came from. Came from. Yeah. I got. um, How do you say like they ended up picking me to be one of the students that like, quote, unquote, dies. From a car accident, I wasn't in like the staged event or anything, but I was part of those students that that group of students that like, oh, they're dead for a whole week. Like, how would you feel? Like, mm-hmm. how and blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And I remember when they, um, the Grim Reaper came, and the Highway Patrol guy came mm-hmm. to pick me out of class. Ela was in the class, and then uh, the guy goes. Like the Grim Reaper doesn't talk or anything. He just grabs you. He just you. like points at you. And you follow. And you have to follow him. And then like the. the uh, And everybody's the like staring at you, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of awkward, but at the same time, it's supposed to be like a dramatic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the police officer comes and he's like, what you guys just witnessed is like um, your friend passed away. Like your friend is passing away. Like your friend is no longer going to be here for the rest of the week. Like and see how you feel about that. Like, see how it feels for you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it was like, all right. But, um, Elo. Elo. Uh, so in our English class, 
because it goes by last name, my last name being um, starting with an E and Elo starting with an L, obviously, because mm-hmm. of Elo. But um, he wasn't supposed to necessarily sit next to me because the teacher. Had but he us, does anyway. But but the because te- the teacher had us in alphabetical order. OK. Like by last name. Yeah. So he was maybe like he was supposed to be like three rows away from me. I know. And like on the first day, like she put us in alphabetical order. And then he looked at the kid and he goes, you like get out of your seat. And the kid like looked at him like, uh, but we're now he's like, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Like this is the first day you're not going to make friends like with the people around you until you move. And the kid kind of looked at him like, uh, uh like he's like, Miss Brush, like. Do I move? And he looked at Miss Brush. And he's like, "This is my brother. Like, I want to sit next to him. Like, that's the only way you're gonna have me calm, like, calm in this class." And, <laughs> and Miss Brush was kind of like, uh, "All right, like, I guess, like, if that's what's gonna like, if that's what it's gonna come down it, to, yeah." yeah. And um, well, I mean, and not to be like you cave into it, but also like if he is gonna give you problems, like you can tell, especially from even just that experience, like, yeah, just. Just allow it at that moment, but don't let him walk away. But it, it was funny because, like, um, you're just like, all I right, was like, I don't know, like, yeah, sure. <laughs> but it was just funny because shout uh, out to Elo. It was funny because, like, he and I remember it that way. But I personally feel like maybe he just said, "Hey, can you move? Like, I want to sit next to my like, no." My that's, prob- that's probably what he said. And no, the, I, the word for was, word, he, that's probably what he said. <laughs> he was just like, "You move. Like, you're move. in my seat. This isn't your seat." It's barely the first day. Just move. Move. <laughs> and the kid moved. The kid was like a, a really good sport about it. He's yeah. like, yeah, okay. And um, so the kid moved and Elo sat next to me like the whole year mm-hmm. um, for that class. And I just remember like, you know, we're both, we're both really smart um, or we're both really intelligent when it came down to like the. You guys did your homework. To like the English language. That's all that word. That's all you had to say. Yeah. We you did just our did, work. You just did your work. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because uh, like you could be smart but not do the work. Yeah. Or you could be dumb and still not do the work. Or be dumb and do the work. Um, But I remember just like one of those. One of those things like. The Green Reaper came. Pointed at me. Told me to like. He told me to grab my stuff and leave. The teacher knew what was going on already anyways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then um. Elo looks over at me and he goes, hey, man, like, am I still coming over like your house this weekend? And the cop looks at him like, don't talk to him. He's dead. And he's like, he's right here. Like he's sitting, he's standing right here. And the cop's like, he's dead. You're not supposed to talk to him. And he's just like, I'll, I'll hit you up, brother. Like, blah, blah, blah. like, just text me. Don't, he's, he's not going to text you. He can't talk to you. He's dead. Okay. Like, do you not get what's going on? Like, he's dead. And he's like, he's not dead. He's right there. Like, he's right there. And the cops are like, the cops getting like fucking infuriated with yeah. him. And then, um, pretty much, you know, the cop pulls him aside and he's just like, do you not get like what the hell's going on? Like, you're like, you're gonna get like, um, like a referral, blah blah blah, and all this shit and. He was just looking at him like, well, you're telling me that he's dead and he's not dead. Like, he's right there. Like, just saying I can't talk to him. And then he's like, that's what I'm saying. He's like, no, like, I'm telling you, like, just 
you're telling me that he's dead so i can't speak to him like yes i can i can speak to him he's right there so pretty much like um being a smart ass yeah and the thing is like a whole camera crew comes in you to- are dating elo i'm sorry i'm <laughs> you- sorry to say you are because i was i was a smart ass too growing up so and i wasn't even smart about it i was just fucking i was just a piece of shit sometimes hard-headed yeah i really was this guy's blue no it's not no it's not <laughs> no it's not no it's not um no but and then they go yeah it is because it's the science show me show me the science i don't believe it and then they show me explain it nope <laughs> it's not blue it's like it's like patrick and spongebob he's like is this your id yes is this your wallet no but this id was inside the wallet and so it seems like it would be your wallet since the ID sounds about right. So this is your wallet. Nope. It's <laughs> not my wallet. It's <laughs> not my wallet. You remember that? Have you seen that one? Yes. Yeah. I okay. Have seen that that would be yeah. That would be me. Um. No, but it was just funny because he was just like, "Well, I'll text you. Like, I'll see you. Like, I'll I'll text you when you're um, when you're uh, what you call it, when you're ready. When when I get home." Like and I'm, the cops like, you're not gonna text him. You're not gonna text him. You're not gonna text him. Mm-hmm. And Elo was just like, "Oh, I'm still gonna text him. Like, well, I'm probably gonna go to this house. Like, we're probably gonna hang out." And what ended up happening is that pretty much that weekend. Kelly, if he's dead, I'm dead too. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, I'm I'm out of here. Um, but it was just funny because, uh, you know, that whole weekend. Like pretty much. Were I you gone, gone from school? Go- yeah, I was gone for. We were gone for a whole week. It was like a good group of us, and <laughs> it was just funny because literally how I'm saying like um, that one boy is the odd man out mm-hmm. in that in that group of kids. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was like the odd man out in that group of kids that like quote unquote died for the every fifteen minutes thing mm-hmm. because you have all these like football players, you have all these like really like. I would consider them popular like kids. Like popular kids. And all of them. And then are, it's just you. And it's just me. And it's like all of them are really good friends with each other. Like they all fall into the same circle of friends. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm here. Like that's literally me there. Just you. And then the thing is, it's not to say that I wasn't like, like I wasn't, they didn't talk to me or anything because they did. Like mm-hmm. all of them talked to me. Mm-hmm. But. All of them were football players. All of them were like girls that were like cheerleaders. Stars, like stars. Like yeah. school stars. And yeah, I'm just yeah. like, why am I here? <laughs> like, why am I here? And one of them. I was, mean, from everybody that I've met through you, you were pretty like, I won't say popular, but in the sense of like, you were social. Like, everybody knew who you were. Everybody came to you for advice. Everybody talked with you. And you joke about it because you're like, yeah, I was like, I was the wise one, even though I'm all their age or like even younger, but people would come to me to just tell me about their problems or just kind of like talk to me and ask me for advice or from my point of view and I'd give it to them. So maybe, I mean, not to be like, maybe that's how they picked it out, but maybe they realized like, yeah, Frankie's a little popular, you know. For me, I think a lot of it just has to do with, I guess back to what I'm saying, I was saying a, a couple episodes ago where it's like, I the whole thing of like and again I'm not like the biggest into astrology but I know it mm-hmm. where it's like being a cancer being an empath like you fall in that category like everyone seems to love you somehow 
everyone seems to like it's like the you vibes you you're like, giving off the vibe you like fit in everywhere and it's like crazy too because like everything you no know? it's like from my understanding from astrology um cancers cancers are um they're more friendlier they're more um adjustable i guess would be the word adapt no because because you guys are your own you guys are your own personality just like scorpios you know we always tend to be the like mischievous ones and the secretive ones and so are cancers but in the sense of you guys wear your heart on your sleeve yeah that's what cancers are cancers are where they wear their heart on their sleeve and they tend to like um be a closed book but love you know love to read their own book quote don't quote me on this i it's something something like that where it's like they're very prideful of what they do but also it's like they keep it to themselves i think a lot of it has to do like, it's like mystery like they like to keep themselves a mystery i think a lot of it just has to do with you give a lot without giving much yeah you give a lot of information without giving none giving yeah without giving and too much you know yeah. but and then people respect you for it or people are intrigued by you or people are more infatuated with like wanting to get to know you or like okay big head i'm just saying <laughs> but yeah it's supposed to be something like cancers are um they wear their heart on their sleeve but you know they're super um they have the wall yeah they wear they wear <laughs> they wear a wall <laughs> we wear a wall, on wall. <laughs> you have a wall around you for sure yeah um, but they're very lovable. Everybody loves a cancer. There's never not a cancer. I mean, not that I know of, but like I said, from astrology, it's supposed to be like, no, there's never been a bad cancer or a bad person of a cancer. Oh, and by the way, we're all serial killers, us Scorpios. We're all psychopath serial killers. Would you aim to have your child in a specific, like, uh horoscope no because um i didn't know this but this was like years after i figured out what it was um a friend of mine um knew a girl who was into that yeah um but there's so many different perspectives of it so you have your sun your sun sign your moon sign your um your stars and your your when you were born and what time you were born and i didn't i i still don't understand some of it but some of it makes sense in the sense of like because you were born on this day with this time or at this time during this eclipse or during this time of the year um this is who you are now i don't know if that's true but i also do agree on like nature uh, I won't blame astrology for it, but it's like a nature vibes where maybe the moon is aligned differently where we all we all have that same effect. We're all affected by it. Oh, I, I agree. Does that make that. sense? I agree more in the sense of it's like gravitational pull. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like a gravitational pull. Just like, for example, our emotions are are entwined with the universe yeah. in some weird way, which it does. I feel like it does affect us. Where like maybe the moon's positioned differently this night than last, and we are on the same kind of like say 
same wavelength, but all affected differently. Which yeah, yeah. maybe like, you know, one day you're super happy and super about life and you're motivated, you're determined to do what you want. And then, you know, the sun's positioned differently and then the moon comes up a little too earlier. And then now like you do a 180 and you're like not about it. You're depressed or, and I agree. I, there's parts of me that feel like, yeah, the universe works that way where it, maybe affects us naturally or naturally naturally i guess would be and i don't know just it's like a perspective of how we feel or you know maybe it's just not not in the books or in quote not in the stars for us and it happens thank you for saying 180 (laughs) 360 huh we're gonna do a full 360 and do the same thing. I mean, that no, we're doing. I mean, you can you can do a 360, no, but still have the same effect, you know, like go no, but through, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, when you like, say, oh, oh, when you do a 360, you're like, so you're back to where you are, yeah, yeah you're <laughs> the same person, okay. Um, no, no, but you can still go through all those effects of, of a 360, yeah, yeah. and then, yeah, but um, yeah, if I'm, I'm gonna agree with like 180, like, like I said, it's not in the stars, and it, I feel like it could happen where it's just not in the stars, and your perspective of life changes or maybe your attitude changes, but it's not your doing. It's like you said, gravitational pull. It's the, yeah, I see it more nature, like changing its form and we're following along. I see a lot of like people interpret or in history, people interpret simple things that they can't explain. Mm Mm-hmm. To like a higher being or a higher power. You know? It's, and it's one of those things for me where it's like, like you said, you know, people with astrology, for example, you go, okay, you're born on this day and this day because like you're born, you're you're born on December 11th. Mm-hmm. You're because of that, you're this kind of person and you're, you know, I don't, I don't know how to really explain it, but you're born December 11th, you're a Sagittarius, right? Yeah, Sagittarius. Yeah, you're Sagittarius. Because you're Sagittarius, you, like, have some doubts in your position of being, right? Yeah. But I see it more as because you're born in December mm-hmm. in the Northern Hemisphere mm-hmm. where it's, like, cold weather, mm-hmm. like, Every time you reach your birthday, you reach kind of like a cold weather. So you're reaching like these gloomy days, like because like you're saying, the the, the stars aligns, the, the movement or the position of the sun and whatever, because of it, you get kind of like a different feeling mm-hmm. of emotions because of your surrounding um, your surroundings of life at the moment Mm -hmm. so you go oh my god like it makes sense it's so gloomy like it makes sense like i'm it makes sense that i'm this way or makes sense that i'm that way it's like no you just you're just in that position and your birthday happens to fall upon like a gloomy day you you real okay i do i do a lot of my own research on it now i'm not a hundred percent right on it i do it in the in in the curiosity because i love mythology i love like I did, I even bought a book for Norse mythology, which I still have to read, but that's its own, like, um, its own storytelling, which real realistically all it is is storytelling, but everything's justified. 
Everything is justifying your actions. Which who fucking, like, really, truthfully, like, why do you need something? Like, no offense to everybody that believes in, like, God and Jesus. Like, I do too. Don't get me wrong. But it's stuff like that, that you do the things you do because, you know, quote unquote, there's a higher power. You don't want the responsibility of it because you're just blaming it or giving it to someone else to do it. Do you see what I mean? No, it's, yeah, that's, a, that's what I mean, though. It's all of it is just justifying of what you do. So like you say, like I laugh because I, I hear those all the time. Like, yeah, I'm a bitch because I'm a Scorpio. Like, no, you're just a bitch. You're just dude. a bitch. Yeah, it's, I think a lot of it has but to even, do with. But even with religious side, side of it, of, you know, oh, I'm a Christian. This is how I am. This is how I act. Um, things happen to me because of God. No, things happen just because they happen. You can't rely everything on God and you can't rely. You, you know, I mean, truth is, is like God gave you a brain. Use it. I mean, I hear it. I used to hear it from Eva all the time. Like, you're not going to sit there and just go, okay, God, I'll wait until you give me a job. No. Like, no, honey, that's not going to work. Or well, I'll, I'll sit and wait until my true love comes. Like, no, I don't think that's how it works. I mean, yeah, you can ask for it, but I don't, I don't think God works like that. Well, it goes back to the saying that I know. It's, uh, Ayúdate que te ayudaré. Mm-hmm. Help um, your. It's like, I'll help you until you start helping yourself. Yeah. So it's like, yes, you can sit down in, in an empty room and say, oh, my God, like, God, please bring me like a bed. God, please bring me a couch. Like, um, unless you go out there and start looking for one, like, mm-hmm. how is that going to work? I mean, I do agree of. of uh having a higher power in your favor no 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 not even no it's because that's not where i'm going with this um kind of like coincidence but it's not coincidence blessings i guess you would say where if you do pray upon it but it's kind of like you're you're manifesting you're manifesting it you're giving yourself good vibes about it like you tell god oh i want to i want a new like okay i'm gonna pray for it (laughs) i want new couches Maybe I go to the store and they're having a sale on couches. Yeah, yeah. Okay, be grateful for it. And, you know, thank him for it. Then that's, you know, your own personal belief of it. That's your own faith on it. That's your own interpretation of it. Your interpretation of it. But everything is, you're justifying of what everything goes on with your life. And I feel like that's somewhat okay, but also not okay. Because you have to realize, like, the universe works in mysterious ways. So does God. So does, but everything is a mystery you're never gonna know until it actually happens or you're always gonna live in these what if situations you're not gonna sit here and ask god okay what if this happens and this happens what are you gonna do like yeah. we don't know if he's listening we don't we don't we don't know who's up and higher power but everything is mr. like manhattan. huh mr manhattan is yeah. that what you said yeah but everything is like everybody's everybody's just expecting to just throw their how they are personality wise to um higher being or even somebody of authority because and i that's like super sensitive to talk about too of going like well this is the reason why this is how i am because politically this is what um people persuade me is to be you know like oh you're mexican so um racially it's like you fit the description. You are what the hell's the word? You're nurtured. No, no, no. Uh, not race. It's racism, but it's your stereotype. Stereotype. You're gonna follow it, but you're also gonna go. Well, it's because I'm I'm Hispanic. No, 
Just because you're Hispanic doesn't mean you have to fall into the stereotypes. You're choosing oh, yeah. to, or you're choosing to kind of going to accept that, oh, this is just who I am because of the stereotypes. Like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. You're blaming, you're blaming, again, higher power, authority, or you're blaming, you're blaming how you are to something else when it's just who you are and accept it, you know, rather than going, nope, that's just because stereotypically that's who I am. You know, does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. Yes, humans take no accountability for anything. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it is. That's what it is. Like like I said, if you read about Greek mythology and if you read about it, everything they blame the gods for it. Oh, it's just how it is because the gods, you know, claimed for it. Or this is the way the world works because the gods make it out to be this way or the gods plan for this to happen. And then reading through it, it's like the gods don't really give a shit what you do. You're your own person, your own life. And they all, they all, all of them do that. God does that. Mythology, all the mythologies do that. It's, they make them, they give them life. They let them, they let them explore. It's like getting a Sims game, making the characters and then just letting them do whatever the hell they want. Okay, Re- realistically, that's what it is. That's, no, yeah. That's literally what it is. But everything that you do and everything that you go through life, you tend to just go, well, it's not my fault. You know, my parents made me this way. Or it's not my fault. It's just I get being influenced. Now, that's different. That's totally different. Being influenced or being taught certain ways. You know, it's just where you're around, what you were raised by or what you grew up on. But you can't stick with it just because, well, it's just the way my parents told me to be do you believe in nature versus nurture nature say that again do you believe in nature versus nurture yes to a certain extent how what's your extent on well, it? well what do you mean though like well the idea that like you said someone goes well it's because i'm mexican that i am this way it's in my nature to be this way no or well, I'm nurtured to be this kind of person. Yeah. Because people raise me to be, this, to be person. this person. Yeah. So do you believe in nature versus nurture? Okay. So nurture. I believe in. You're more of a nurture person. Nurture person. Because you tend to. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It. I guess it's to an extent. But there's things that I learned from my grandparents. There's things I learned from my parents. There's things I learned from my aunts and uncles. And it's. I To me, that's nurture. You know. I was shown um, how to be kind to people. Or. You know, watch what I say. I mean, I'm still, I still say shit out of my mouth like, that I don't need to be, but I do. Like, I, I still get told every time, like, I need to think before I speak. I'm until this day, I still get told that, but I, I'm at this point in my life where I don't really care. <laughs> I'm my own person. I take my own actions, and I take accountability for my own actions. And I'm, I, I. If I fall into that situation and I understand the consequences and I accept them, I'm not going to sit here and cry about it and be like, well, that, you know, my mom didn't tell me to do that or my dad. Didn't. I mean, I used to say when I was younger, like, well, my mom didn't teach me how to cook, you know, she kind of did. Not really. My grandmother more did. Both my grandmothers more did. But it was, you know, I blamed her because I didn't cook when I could have just no now look, look at me now. Like I'm learning it myself. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you believe in nature versus nurture? Uh, I do. I'm more in the theory of nurture than anything else. Okay. Um, there are some factors in for nature, at least for me, 
where you pick up habits okay that no one else has and then it turns out like someone that's dead in your family used to do that mm. you know what i mean um now i okay in some weird way because i know um it's not aztecs um mayans i think it was mayans regardless of the fact they were um uh, like natives all the natives people they all believe in spiritual like healing they believe like ancestral even um i don't know if it's the same but buddhists and stuff um like in china they all believe in their ancestors are still uh like roaming the world but also like are there to protect us and stuff and i i agree to some certain extent on that because we tend to like have these like feelings of maybe that's not a good idea and it's guilt a truth is it's just guilt but i also also believe in some weird way that there's like a uh, reincarnation involved with it or maybe it is just old spirits that live with us or live within us i was just gonna ask you uh what are your thoughts on reincarnation oh i 100 percent believe it like there's some parts of me like i said you you tend to learn your your own soul in a certain but like this is like my whole theory on it where um each of our lives we've within our past lives we've have dealt with stuff or that's why we have deja vu which is why we have um gut feelings because either we've been in those situations before and we're just redo like reliving it it's kind of like you repeat you repeat history yeah and it, and i agree with that because look i mean look at where the world is right now we're repeating history for the maybe like the 10th time different approach of course but we're learning from it and we're trying to change it so same thing with us when we go through life and we tend to have those moments of like man this seems familiar or maybe that's not a good idea and especially if you second guess yourself a lot there's part of you i feel like there's an old part of you that's telling you hey like you've been in this situation before don't do it you know, you tell yourself all the time, I listen, you'd rather listen to your gut feeling. But who's telling you that gut feeling? Or what's making you go, maybe I should listen to my gut. Because, I mean, it's just your gut. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. who knows what your gut's trying to tell you? Maybe it's just hungry and you're just like, maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, I, I know we discussed this a little bit more on, on one of our other episodes, but I always think where it's like the whole like kind of like everything's happening at once but the energies that you receive are from another version of yourself Yourself, yeah that, yeah that kind of tells you like hey yo this happened already i'm giving you this energy so you know and and you know I, i'm gonna keep doing it and doing it like yo don't go to the coffee shop in and june 2011 <laughs> just don't go don't go yeah. <laughs> but no but that's you know, that's really what it is to me that's what it is if you like even manifesting like seeing all these like little stories about it but actually dealing with your own manifestation like it's it's a the shit is real but i always see it as you're just giving yourself those vibes for it and it's gonna happen you know yeah you release you release the energy that you want to receive yeah you know yeah and it comes back full circle first full you. circle for sure and then i also believe in karma you know 
you do good deed, good deed's going to come to you. But like you said, it's you putting the vibes out there that it's just going to come back around. Yeah. So if you're mad at the world, then okay, expect bad shit to happen because you're just expecting the worst. You're anticipating that the worst case scenario and what's going to fall into it? Worst case scenario, you know? It's going to come back around. I mean, even if you, you're not giving out bad karma, but you're giving out bad vibes, bad vibes going to come to you. Yeah, yeah. I, it's weird because I would prefer spiritually than, um, spiritual healing than, um, emotional healing. Okay. Cause everybody, emotions are, are, especially as me as a woman, it's, it's rapid, it's quick, it's, it's like a flash, like a flood, like a flash flood. I don't know when it's going to happen. It just happens. Like there's moments where I'm just sad. There's moments where I'm just fucking like ecstatic or there's moments where I just want to be alone. There's moments where I just want to be in a crowd full of people, you know, but um, that's me personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's just a woman thing or I don't know if it's just me personally, but my emotions run wild, but I'd rather deal with that than to be lost in the world and go, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Or I don't know. I'd rather be spiritually healed than emotionally healed. Um, you're gonna go through emotions. Emotions are gonna come and go, regardless. I don't over exact over exaggerate on any of my emotions, but that's bad for me too because I tend to like push them away. <laughs> you don't exaggerate on emotions. I mean, yes and no. I tend to like I deal if I deal with my own emotions, I deal with them myself because I try not to tell people about them because I I don't want to burden them. Alondra told me it. She said it perfectly. She's like, no, you just like keeping it to yourself. I do because like I said, they're my own emotions. I'm the only one that should know how to deal with them. I shouldn't throw them on somebody and go figure out what's wrong with me. Now talking about it, that's totally different. Like if I want to talk to you about how I feel, then that's different. Or if I want to tell you like something's wrong, I don't know what it is, but just, you know, do this for me. Then okay, that's fine. But I'm not going to just bury you with all my emotions and then just expect you to fix them you know i have to do that myself yeah but like i said i'd rather deal with that than to be spiritually like lost and not know what i want when not want with my life you know like i have my goal in life i know what it is whatever comes along with it i'll be just as happy or you know what i mean like i i joke with people because it's like i'd rather be poor and happy than rich and rich and upset which i mean realistically you can be rich and still be happy or still be upset it's not gonna really matter i i don't know man i wouldn't <laughs> really be upset if i had like a jet ski you know? <laughs> <laughs> if you're crying in your yacht I kinda the, struggle. Can't deal <laughs> <laughs> the struggle my yacht isn't even big enough to have another helicopter on it. <laughs> um no but i mean you know what i mean i i all i'm all i care about and all i want in my life is just a family i want kids i want i want i guess that motherly experience that's that's my goal in life whatever i get with it it it'll be a plus you know if i go to work if i don't if i become a stay-at-home mom if i open up my own business at home if i I mean, you have everything now that is available for you. So, and I got to be grateful for everybody that's worked hard to get here. Cause I mean, can you imagine? If, I mean, I always laugh because I always see those ladies that are like, man, can you imagine? We were just stay at home moms, just having kids and cooking and cleaning at the house. 
what happened? Now I have to go to work. Like, now I have to go to a nine to five job and have to pay bills just like everybody else. I think a lot of it just has to do with the whole moderation. You know, I feel like people, people at one point in history were just kind of scared to progress because, Mm -hmm. but that's all you do. You progress and you're always progressing. You're always growing. And you're all, yeah, you're always growing. You're always progressing. You're always kind of like, discovering new things mm-hmm. um there's always and, something new there's and, never not and i think one like uh i forget who said this but they said you know humanity's biggest fear is not the darkness but the light yeah oh yeah but and it's more of the sense of like i agree people are scared to you know our humanity in general society in general like they're scared of progression because you realize that with progression there's change and when people start changing, no you're just change. like, oh, my God, like women get to go to work now. Like wh- who's going to make food or, you know, who's going to do this and who's going to do that? Like, oh, my God, men are stay at home dads. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. You know, it's just kind of one of those where it's like. Like gender roles being reversed, people like find that weird, but it's just like. Would you want to be a stay at home dad? I don't know. I I would like to be there to see my kids grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if I really want to be at home all day. Like I I do that kind of now, but because of quarantine. But it's like, what am I doing? Like, oh my god, sorry. Um, it's like, what am I doing? You know, like. Do I have a uh, do I have a job that I can do at home? No, well for am you, I just like well, for you, it'd be projects around the house, which I know you would be like would love to do anyway. But what happens when I'm done doing them, honey? You're still working on projects at your own house, and the house has been done finished long before you were like twenty. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, there's always something to do, right? Yeah, but. Why my why? point is is if we got a house the way you want it, you don't think there's always gonna be something to do? Look, the way I wanna live my life, okay? Yeah, throw it away. The way I wanna live my life is like on a farm where I don't have to worry about being on the grid, I guess would be the thing. Mm-hmm. Everything's at the everything's at the house. The only time I would have to go to the store would be to buy, you know, extra of uh, maybe herbs and spices, maybe diapers, maybe formula maybe bottles or you know uh you essentials in the sense of like i guess because i can't grow it you know what i mean i have my food i have my you my, can grow toilet paper no i would do um i would do no what is it i'm called? just gonna say no nah. no what is it called uh it's like mulch you make your own mulch and then you would um compress it I keep watching tiny homes. That's why. Man, fuck tiny homes. <laughs> I want no, a regular toilet paper, it's, bro. <laughs> it's eco-friendly. So all it is is that you're when you poop, you would grab the mulch or dirt to cover it, and it covers the smell, but it becomes like fertilizer. And then you don't put it on your like your grass or anything, but it's it's eco-friendly where it'll just kind of dissolve and it'll go away. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, I would do that. No, I'm okay. 
Fuck, fuck the toilet paper. I'm still wiping my ass, Tom. What <laughs> no, we're using a bidet. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, just say we're going to use a bidet. Fuck the whole mulch shit. No, 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 because we don't have to flush or use like a no pipe or, or what is it? No, I'm, I'm fucking. And then I want a well, so there's like consistent water, and I would like to live near like a mountain, so we'd have fresh spring water, like that house over by Dunsmuir that you were showing me yeah, with yeah, the yeah. fresh water river in the back. Perfect. I do that, and then I have, and then I was laughing because I told Jenny and Ali, I was like, I have cows and chickens and pigs and goats, and then I kill them for the winter, and they're like, I don't think we can do that. I go. Fuck, I'll do it. <laughs> well, because they're, they're, or Jenny, anyways, is vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh, no, I don't think I'd have the heart to do it. I go, no, well, we'd have like a little funeral. You know, thank you for your food. Thank you for the meat we're about to eat. And then just. <laughs> just but I think, it. I think like um, killing animals for food in a humane, like the most humane way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the animal doesn't go to waste, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like if you're just killing an animal to kill it, like that's my issue with that. Mm-hmm. But like if you're killing an animal to like use all use almost all of it, I would say, mm-hmm. because obviously like some people use the animal completely and some other people don't. Don't yeah. But it's like if you're using the animal, not just for the like you use the hide, you use the meat inside. The bones and stuff, I don't know what you can do with Broth. Bones. You make oh, broth, literally whatever. broth and stock you, out of it. You know, you use the whole animal. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But no, if you're but just killing animals, just to do it? Like, kill them, no. Like, no. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if I had a cow and I consistently always had a cow, you know, had a, had a bull, a cow, and then whatever calf that came from those two, and then would consistently just breed and not like, like the company breeds just natural breeding of a cow and if the in a bull and if the next one that comes out is a bull try to sell the bull for um like literally trading like sell it for hay for the next next birthing or you know what i mean i would do something reasonable on because i know um cows are a little bit more um they have instincts. It's like they they're themselves they have motherly instincts. It's like you would if you took a calf from a cow, they get sad, they get depressed. Yeah. The whole bit. I wouldn't do all of that. I wouldn't be fucking inhumane about it. But I would be reasonable in the sense of like that cow gets older, the cow's a little bit more chunkier. Maybe I can sell him or sell her or maybe he's too old to keep cuz I can't afford, you know, Another cow. Another cow, then I sell it or sell the mom or sell the other bull. You know what I mean? Make it make it a process of... I, I know it's a lot of work because then if you get into it, it's way too much like process. But that that would be my least worry rather than I got to make sure I get to work. Got to make sure there's food on the table. Got to make sure I got to make it at home for my, cut, my son's soccer practice or you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything's there. Everything I don't have to worry about. Make sure the chickens are all fed. Make sure all the cows have their medicines for the winter. Make sure the barn's all situated for them when winter comes, that they're safe. They're not like freezing over or whatever. Make sure the chicken coop is clean. Make sure the cow's pen is clean. Make sure the cows are being, or the pig's pen is clean. Making sure the pigs are eating. 
and feeding them what they need, which would be corn, like old corn um, seeds that we would are are making. Like we would probably have like a sunflower seed, like back area. But that's what I mean. You know, I would make what I can with my resources that I have. If I have to trade, then I'll trade. Like, hey, I have a dozen, two dozens of eggs. Can I sell this for, um, you know, 10 barrels of hay or something like 10, 10, 10 pounds of hay. But like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, can I get hay for this? Yeah, sure. Boom. Here you go. Yeah. I don't have to worry about money unless, you know, my kids need stuff. Cool. Then I'll make a couple bucks off of here, a couple bucks off of here. Boom. There you go. Like, maybe the worst case scenario we have to pay for is internet. Oh, my God. <laughs> and land. No, but all of it would be with it, you know? Like, that. Like I said, that would be my least concern. My least concern is like, oh, my God, how the hell am I going to figure out what to feed them? Okay. Everything's there. Everything is, is around, you know? The dogs, we would feed the dogs with, um, you know, eggs that we can that we can make for them the beef that we've stored and i'd buy a big ass freezer for that reason i'd store all the meats that we can to um not resource to keep like saved to use for later like you can you can store meat for as as long as it's frozen and frozen at the right temperature for for years, you can you can store for like four to five years, as long as you don't keep opening it and closing it, and opening it and closing it. You grab what you need, you put it away, you store it, you're good. And then, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe that's just my idea of what it is. I know it's harder than that I'm making it out to be, but there's just I don't know. Well, just living. So living out of society would be better. Go ahead. No, no, go. That's it. So living off the fat of the land. Yeah. Yeah. That's completely the opposite of what I want to do. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, no, not necessarily the opposite, but I personally would like to live like in a city. City. And, uh, heart of San Francisco. No, fuck <laughs> I'd like to live in a city. Where it's like everything's kind of at a walks, a walks uh, distance. Do you want to live in a town? Like. You weirdo. I would like to live in a small mountain town that no one really knows about. <laughs> and then just be able to know everyone there. And kind of like my kids being able to grow up in a town and being able to like walk to like the main part of town. Ooh. Mm-hmm. They walk to the like the downtown area where they you know there's just like one fucking movie theater that plays the same movie for the fucking two months and just you know so they can kind of enjoy being somewhere where it's small but at the same time i would want to be able to progress with like the stuff that i'm doing now and it it takes a lot of like work to do to get to where you want to be and then once you get there you got to just keep working Going. to go mm-hmm. farther but like ultimately i, I want to be able to be somewhere where i like the idea of like having a farm mm-hmm. i like the idea of having a big space but at the same time i like the idea of having like a 
warehouse dedicated to doing this, dedicated to doing like the podcast recordings, mm-hmm. dedicated to doing, you know, YouTube channels, dedicated to doing like the streaming. I mean, I would do that too. If we would have a warehouse, I would make a commercial kitchen for that reason because I know tons. And then, especially now in this industry, the restaurant industry, there's so many um, people who are branching within their own kitchen itself. Like Auntie Z's, for example. She's literally making the food and comfort her own home. Kitchen's big enough, don't get me wrong, but wouldn't it be nice if she had the station for it? Yeah. Or if she can just hire her team once a week to come in and they make all the food for the for the week and like prep everything. Prep every, just, yeah, all it is is prepping. She goes home, everything's done. All she has to do is just make it. You know? I mean yeah. that'd be a lot easier than her trying to, you know, justify the time. I mean, I get it. She's she's getting a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger. So and, he takes orders at the beginning of the the week. And for the record, guys, we don't know the process for Auntie Z. No. So no. we're just we're basing it off assuming how probably we would do it. Yeah, yeah. But again, like we don't know the process. We don't We we don't we don't vouch for her. Yeah. Yeah, we're not saying like, oh, we know how she's doing. No. no. This is more than like who knows how they do it, but again, like they're doing it from the comfort of their own home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for us it's one of those things where we're like, if if you had the space and you had like the kind of like the time to set up everything you have your like recovery day where you prep everything as mm-hmm. much as you can because during the week the whole process becomes a lot easier for you to do mm-hmm. well know? like like i said the the way i know it would be like through martin's where he would take the orders the first day of the you know first day of the week i mean i don't know if it's a sunday but you take one day out of the week where you get all your orders during the whole entire week you're doing the orders of whatever you need and then by uh, Friday, if let's say Friday, you're sending them all out. That's yeah. that's what I mean. Like she's probably doing it that way too, where she's like taking the orders Sunday. She's doing them all within the the week, making them per order. Okay, this guy wants a Monday. This guy wants a Tuesday. This guy wants a Wednesday. This guy wants a Thursday. And then Friday, cutoff day, and then and then starts all over. Yeah, pretty much. Like I, when I posted the time we went with Cheryl Ann, when I seen her up there, everybody messaged me like, "Where are you at?" Like I didn't even know Stockton did this. This is so cool. People from Antica were like, "That's tight." Like I didn't know Stockton did stuff like this. Let me know when the next one is. And I'm like, I'm I don't a, know when. Yeah, next. I don't even know. Like I, I just got lucky. I'm with somebody that knows about all the small secret shows like this like this is cool we were just lucky enough to see you know a tall white girl like get down on the floor like that uh, yeah true that was that was amazing um shout out to the tall white girl yeah or even like huddle like you know i yeah. didn't even know about huddle until they had a show and um matt was the one that came in and told me like hey we're gonna have a show next door so if you're interested you know you and everybody here can show up and I told everyone and everyone's like, no, it's okay. But I was the one that was like, oh, yeah, Huddle does um, um, so far Stockton uh, or so. Uh, what is it? So far sack. So far sack. Yeah. I he, was the one that took No, no. But I was the one that was telling me about how Huddle hosts it because yeah. of the space and the stuff. Because he's like, oh, I did my my music video there and I did my 
my shows up there sometimes or yeah. we would have like um uh mic open mic night there and we would all show up and stuff and i'm like what the f- i didn't even know there was stuff like this here like what the heck and you're over here like yeah we used to have open mic night at impresso why the hell did they close but then i remember why they closed but Stuff like stuff like that, you know. Conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory. Dutch Brothers closed Impresso downtown, or on Miracle Mile. You think so? No, I don't either. I don't think so. It's the freaking owner. The freaking yeah. owner doesn't want to do the work for it. No, buy that. That's what you need. If you buy that whole fucking property and fix it up yourself, I promise you that would be where the money's at. They don't sell it. No, they're not. They don't want to because it, that property is worth a lot, especially the area, the location it's in. And how much um, foot traffic it gets in. That would be a really nice spot to open. Yeah, there's an upstairs that used to be a livable, livable spot. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, you were there? Yeah, I've you, been. You've been up there? Yeah. Oh, you're cool. It was cool. It was cool. <laughs> I mean, they have no fucking like light bulbs or anything, but it's No, cool. but if you, like I said, you know, if you fix it up the way it needs to be or fix it up what you can do, like the whole spot would be. Sick. That tourist attraction right there. That would be where Stockton would probably get most of its money. But are they going to do anything? No, because the fucking owner of that building is just like, no, I don't want to do anything. You know what's crazy? The That building where Impresso used to be still had like some um, some rooms that were available. The theater. Yeah. I remember that. And I, I didn't understand that because I remember going with my dad there to go see a movie yeah i remember seeing malibu's most wanted there i don't remember what movie i went to watch but i remember we going us going and one day we were like okay we'll just go to holiday eight yeah and, and we, then you come back and you're like whoa what happened to the yeah and now it's a coffee shop and i was yeah. like what the heck what just happened yeah my dad was like oh i guess it's not a i guess it's not a movie theater no more yeah, I forgot what it was called beforehand. Oh, I remember the the theater rooms weren't that big. Yeah, they were a small theater. They were small theaters, but there was like five of them. Yeah. So what happened to those rooms? Uh, they converted it in literally into like kitchens and stuff like that, and then you had like Casa Flores right next to it now. And Casa Flores took it, or what? Uh, well, I wouldn't say Casa Flores took it. I would say more. You had like the hair salon there. You have the the serendipity hair salon. Um, That's farther down, though. No, no, it's right there. It's right next to it. There was so all where Casa Flores to like I think up to Casa Flores. That was all the movie theater. Dusty's. Yeah. um, Al's bookshop. No, 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 not Al's comic shop, because Al's comic shop is still there. It's a whole different building, but it was like that's where it cuts off. That's why I think it's funny. It's the hair salon and then Al's. It's uh no no it's the hair yeah because Casa hair- Flores is part of the building. How are you gonna tell me if I'm literally I was literally there my whole fucking life? Yeah, you're right. It's the it was the movie theater stopped right at Casa Flores, and then Casa Flores continues, and then it's the little alleyway, and then it's the rest of the buildings. No. Yeah. There's an alley. The alley happens after, but the building that's like quote unquote connected is is it a hair salon i didn't even know it was yeah a hair it's because it was impresso serendipity the hair salon class of floors are right next to it and then it's the hall the little alleyway and then after that you have al's comic shop and another shop there's another shop before al's comic shop but yes yeah 
but it used to be that serendipity hair salon. Uh-huh. The serendipity wasn't there. It used to be part of the movie theater. Yeah, so all of that it. used to be the the yeah, but rooms, Ca- one of the rooms. Yeah, but Casa Flores was there already. It wasn't a room. Oh, okay. Um, but I remember having the show uh, for Abby James there. And I remember us like using one of the like the quote unquote old theater rooms and the stages was really the stage was kind of small and like the room was kind of like so and so so big like mm-hmm. it wasn't like huge but it was like enough to fit like 50 people maybe oh really yeah well, that's not I, bad, it was to be there's like, just no like seating and stuff right there was no seating yeah i think the that room could have fit like 200 people but 50 people showed up so um well, then it was a lot bigger than I thought. Yeah. I mean, you're. I mean, when you go to Impreso, well, during then, you were only in that in that little room. Room, yeah, the yeah. main lobby, and then that was it. But they used the um the theater room for storage. Yeah, I knew that. But like I said, I didn't know if those rooms were still there, or if they cut them, you know, cut them in half or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, why do they need all that room? It's just a coffee house. But I always, I always liked that 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 it used to be a movie theater and it's now a coffee house. Yeah, like they literally just revamped it and it was like boom, coffee house. But the thing is, you had the you already had some of the spaces for it though, like the concession stand. Yeah, like they just converted that to the fucking coffee. barista thing. Yeah, and it was and then nice. The kitchen for the concession stand, they just made it into the kitchen for the. For like the sandwiches and the stuff like that. And like, it wasn't big. You don't need it that big for yeah, a coffee shop. No. Coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that building would be nice. That whole building, especially with the bar that was right next door to it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Castor? Was it Castor? No, it was Central. Yeah, Central. Like even seeing all that, that was like revamped up and re redone. It was super nice. So. Yeah. And then there's like the little bar or a little club. Yeah, the matinee. Yeah. Where it was the matinee. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if somebody. Oh yeah, then they had the um, the reality building, huh? Reality Stockton. It was everything to like the if you're facing the building, it was everything on the left on the left that got more disappeared, like disappeared pretty much. Yeah, it had more space. Like I said, up to Casa Flores is where the cutoff is. Which from like I said, there's a building. There's there's little stores next to castle castle floors but you're like no there isn't but there was but that's considered not part of that building that was a separate but it's connected yeah it was like a pre it was a built building after that building was already made okay i i, I don't know but all everything after castle floors is not part of that building and they're the ones that got um, taken out Yo, shout out to everybody telling me their favorite cereal. I appreciate you guys. Because, like, now I can go to the store and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about the cereal. You know what? I forgot. I forgot about tricks. From the last episode, when we were talking about the cereal, I forgot about uh, tricks. And then the question is, like, did tricks change shape because the company decided to? Or did they change shapes because tricks are really for kids and we're adults so we can't really see the actual shapes of the of the cereal i agree what 
Because, like, I remember him being shaped. And then all of a sudden, I get older, try to buy tw- uh, t- tricks, tricks, and, and I'm like, just circles. they're just circles. What is this? What is this blasphemy? No, but I seen I seen a box with shapes the other day. Did you? I seen them today, mm, and it said maybe you had some like kid, and it said and it I'm, I'm becoming a kid at, yeah kid at heart kid at know? heart. Um, but it said on the box tricks classic. And I was just thinking like, bitch, just fucking call them tricks. Like just say tricks, mm-hmm. <laughs> and but but it's kind of the whole thing like. In order to come back, you have to go away kind of ordeal yeah you know like so in order for people to miss you you have to go away so you can come back so i think that's what tricks did they they played that long con of being like look like we're gonna remove the the fruit shapes and stuff like that and you know when when we bring it back people are gonna be nostalgic about it Mm -hmm. so they're just gonna want to want to buy these right away because i felt like buying them right away when i seen them did you but then i seen the box was super skinny so i was like fuck that like, I'm not, I'm I'm buying family size boxes, dude. Like if I know no shit like the box was thinner than my phone. Like it looked thinner than my phone. No, you know? nah. Yeah. Like the box was like the, this is my phone. That's what you're asking me. You're like, uh, what should I get? What cereal yeah, should That's I why get? I was like, yeah, because I was in the cereal aisle. That's why I th- thought about the questions for the the breakfast cereal stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I usually um for healthy reasons, I usually get Cheerios. But I love Honey Nut Cheerios, so there's nothing wrong with it. Be happy, be healthy. I mean, because delicious. I mean, I'm one of those sugar treat, sugar sweet tooth person. So I'll just add like a spoonful of sugar with, with my Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. That's just me. I even do that with my Frosted Flakes. I I, I want cavities. Like- <laughs> I want my cereal straight, you know? No. Just give me the cereal how it's supposed to be. Just, just like out of the just box. Just give me the milk. Don't mix anything with it. Mm-hmm. Like just You're one of those I'll I'll eat. I want my my want my cereal, you know, stirred, not shaken up, but you know. Stirred, not shaken up. You're like, I'll have my cereal with uh water, please. Thanks. That's fucking gross. Don't lie. You've tried it before. Hell no. You know what I tried before? I tried Cheerios with uh, horchata. Yo, that shit was bomb. Actually, that and sounds then, bomb. And then you know what? You know what happened? I was thinking about it the other day. You know what happened? What happened? Cheerios now has cinnamon-flavored Cheerios. So no that's way. literally just Cheerios with a Cinnamon, right? Horchata. horchata uh, no, no, Cheerios. no. Well, I've seen, the, I've seen the commercial before I turned off the TV. It was like, try the new cinnamon, c- cinnamon Cheerios. And I was like, what the fuck? That looks hella good. All it is is horchata with Cheerios, dude. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. That's funny. This is not sweet rice. <laughs> some shrimp fried this rice. <laughs> oh so you mean to tell me some shrimp fried this rice? Shrimp fried rice? <laughs> so you're telling me this shri- some shrimp fried this rice? Yeah. Shout out to Coco. Coco Bebop. Wait, banana nut bread? So you tell me this banana nut on this bread. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Tuna. Tuna sub. Tuna uh, sub. Same music. What up, Yon? Uh. Let me go in. Yay. 
I said, yo. Now, welcome, everybody. What up, y'all? What the heck? I'm thrown the fuck off. Yo, I love that part of the fucking song, dude. Oh my god, guys. Welcome to the Coopolis Therapy. I'm going to let this ride for a little bit longer. I'm Player One, Polaroid Fox. We're here with Damn Dami Player Two. What's up, guys? And this is uh, the single Marco from Marco King out now on all streaming platforms. What do you want to talk about? Pettiness. Okay. I got that. Again, that was Marco Kane with his single Marco out now on all streaming platforms. Again, my name is Polaroid Fox. I'm here with Damn Dommy. What's up, y'all? Why do you want to talk about pettiness? Because sometimes you be throwing shade. I'm a tree, baby. I got to grow. <laughs> gotta branch out you're so tough if you don't like that you can uh be like tom and leaf uh, i mean tom and cruise tom <laughs> and cruise i thought you were gonna say you could just leave me alone no but uh, the the joke is to get it wrong but whatever nope. Uh, no nope. whatever you know you miss me i was like fucking up your jokes yeah Applications for a new co-host, guys. <laughs> you guys should see his face as soon as I said that. He like was so disappointed. Applications for a new co-host. Uh, I'm going to post it up on our website, coopolstherapy.com. C-O-Dash-Opples-Therapy. Look, all I'm, all I'm going to say is, is in a relationship, you, there's moments in time where it's not even being petty, but... It is being passive aggressive where you're just upset with somebody and you tend not to tell them you're upset, but just sit in silence, upset about them. Well, I learned it a lot from Simon and Garfunkel. Because I like sitting in the sounds of silence. Uh, <laughs> no, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Joke with me. Get it. Get the jokes. Um, get my reference. I don't. Too young. I feel like Captain America right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But in reverse, you know. 
<laughs> hey, I get that reference. Oh my god, I get that one. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think uh, it. It all depends on the situation. Personally, for me, like I don't, I don't try to be petty. I just try to let that shit go. Um, or I just try not to, like we well, said see, earlier, like we just want to not bring the fucking energy to it. And why add more fuel to the fire when you don't want, when you don't want to get burned? Uncle Ted told me that same thing. He goes, sometimes I do some stupid shit and my wife yells at me and I just look at her and I smile and I tell her I love her. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but you know, you're in trouble. He's like, yeah. And I just don't want to address it because I just, or start an argument. So I just. Yeah, that's I go, oh, yeah, happy wife, happy life, huh? He's like, yep. That's how I feel. I mean, it's like. Yeah, okay, happy husband, happy. Happy husband, you know? Oh, my God. My point is, though, is. Oh, when actually, is it, when actually, is it okay? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got oh it. God, okay. Happy husband, happy has been, you know? Because no. we has been happy because no. of that. Uh, but go ahead. So, you see all that? What you just said? Cut it. Throw it away. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, shout out to all my fellow kings out there. And all my queens out there holding it down, holding down the fort, making sure your husbands are content with their video games. Dom says she doesn't want to get married, so don't listen to her queens. That's right. Queens, y'all can do it by yourself. Y'all don't need no husband. What kind of forever, everybody? <laughs> Shout out, shout out to uh, rest in peace, Chadwick Bossman. Yeah. Um, no, but go on, tell me. I had this conversation, um, the other day with my best friend, um, which I agree, we do do that. Um, I am passive aggressive, but I tend to forget why I'm upset. So then I ignore it and then I go on about my day and I, I do, I literally forget why I'm upset. So then I just don't put energy into it. Oh, okay. And I feel like you do the same thing. Oh no, I do the exact opposite. Opposite. Okay. I let that dwell inside me as long as I fucking can. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like a pit. I just hold on to that shit and not like, oh. So you got a grip on it. Yeah. Okay. I let that I let that shit consume so, me. So when is it like appropriate the, like or so side. when do you feel like you should tell me how you feel when you're upset? Oh, I tell you at the moment. You don't unless, though. Hold, hold on. Okay. I tell you at the moment unless I know it was going to make things worse. But that's not okay. No, no, no. It's okay. It's because, not. No, it's okay because the thing is if I'm upset and then I project that frustration out. It kind of goes in every direction. When the problem is. Do you get upset at one person and start attacking everybody? <laughs> hey, who's in the <laughs> fucking room? You know, who's in the room when I'm mad? And who's going to bless you? Bless you again. Okay. Who's in the room? Mm-hmm. who's in the room when I'm frustrated and who's ready to get this fire? Like, <laughs> who's ready to catch who's ready these to, hands? Who's ready to catch these emotional hands? Because <laughs> I, I got it for everybody. Like, 
People think I'm joking. No, I you're got. Like the, I got. You're like the guy from that video where you start smacking everybody in the face. Yeah, no, definitely. Jim, stop. He's just a kid. What's going on, guys? Uh, um, All right, so we're gonna tell you to stop. You know what's funny? I've seen that. I, I know what video you're talking about. And for those that know that video, if you watch it, uh, when the cops line up. <laughs> It gets slapped like left and right. They repeat two cops. <laughs> <laughs> Do they really? Yeah. They repeat two cops in that video. Oh, <laughs> so like, I'm going to watch that later. So you line up and like go back around in line to get <laughs> smacked again. So just so it looks like there's more people. <laughs> I think, I think for me, a lot of it, like if I'm really upset, I prefer not to let people know until I can gather my thoughts on it. Because if I spend time to gather my thoughts about it, not only do I know what I'm going to end up, not only do I know what I'm going to end up talking about, but I have more detail to explain why I'm upset. Okay. Because if I'm upset, I would prefer not to do it at that moment. At the heat of the moment? At the heat of the moment, because... Then I'm going to end up again. Arrows are flying everywhere. Like that, that energy, that uh, frustration is going to anybody in the fucking room. And normally it's just you and me. But at the same time, why do I want to make things worse? You say, but so you just canceled out everything you just said. But, 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 but. You're the one that told me that. You're the one that said that. If you say, but you just might as well have not said what you said at the beginning. Okay. I didn't say that, but you told me someone said told you about that. Anyways. <laughs> no, I said my teacher said when you say but everything before that just cancels, cancels out. out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I I um added on to that for with you where I was like, Yeah, you can be like, Oh, he's a really nice guy. But he does kick dogs in the mouth. <laughs> You know, it's wow, like, what a turn. You know, like, oh, okay. <laughs> Is okay. he a nice guy? <laughs> Is he? <laughs> He's a nice, they're nice, she's a nice lady, but, you know, she doesn't feed her kids. Like, oh. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I get, I don't know, that that doesn't sound right to me. Yeah, for real. Um, When I get upset, I try not to express myself at that moment. Mm -hmm. Because, like I've said before. I've been trying to be more emotionally loud, but doesn't necessarily mean I have to be emotionally amplified. Okay. Where if I'm upset at the moment, I'd prefer to hold on to it until I actually know what the pinpoint of my frustration is Mm -hmm. and then speak on it after. I think for me, it's become a good practice. Because at least for you and me, when we get into like our tussles or when we get into our kerfuffles and stuff. Fisticuffs. <laughs> um, at least when I come back and I explain it to you, I'm not as upset about it. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily work. Because. I'll be like, all right, I'm ready to talk about it. And then it's like, 
Well, we're going to talk about it at full force and it's just all the emotions come back and it's hard to be like, oh my God, like I just fixed this. No. Or I just I just had a whole game plan. I just had a whole game plan and I've wanted this to. This isn't part of the it, transcript. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like this wasn't supposed to be here. Um, like this isn't even supposed to be in this conversation. You're supposed right? to say this and yeah. then I say this. <laughs> but that's. I had uh, the conversation in my head already. But that for me, that's one of those things because it's like thinking emotionally, I end up saying something i don't want to say which i agree and, like and if I, you say it within the heat of the moment you you may say something you regret but you gotta realize too that like you said jokingly you know with all that joke there's smoke yeah well with all the joke you gotta look you, with joke comes smoke you gotta look deeper yeah you know? which if you say something in the heat of the moment even though you don't mean it at that moment there is some truth behind it, yeah. you know, of how upset you are, yeah, of how you feel. So maybe it is okay for you to say it at that moment. But I also agree, making sure you you're getting all your thoughts together to understand for yourself why you're upset. Mm-hmm. Don't do what I do because I do. I if I'm upset with you, I'm upset with you. But then I forget it the next day because I don't remember why I was upset with you. Because in my eyes, it's, it wasn't that big of a deal then to be upset. Yeah. So why even try to remember? Why try to hold on to it? But then if you do it again, then I'm going to be like, now I remember why I'm upset with you. Yeah. yeah. For me, I'm more Arthur Fist the whole time. You know, the Arthur Fist meme. Yeah, I don't I don't know what meme what I would be. Because it would be like, I'm mad and then, okay, I'm over it. Yeah. You're, like the, you're probably like the caveman Spongebob meme. Where you're like you're you look upset and you're looking around like why am I upset again? <laughs> Just like looking left and right. Um, I'll figure out a meme. Probably something better. Oh, okay, so my yeah, your memes aren't that great. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, there he goes, Arthur Fist, right now in his hands. Whatever. <laughs> He's trying to hide it too. I'm clenching both of my hands together. <laughs> I'm trying to like seal my hands. He's like covering one hand with the other. <laughs> like he's just <laughs> excellent. Um, no. Uh, yeah. Again, for me, it, it's more of the whole. I I don't want to say anything that I personally will regret saying. Because obviously, if I'm going to say it. If I'm upset and I'm having like a discussion with someone as I'm upset and they're the cause of my frustration, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I I guess I would say being frustrated, I'm kind of in an attack mode. So I'm trying to win. I'm trying to hurt. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to get under your skin while we're having the argument. So I try to remove myself as much as I can. If I'm having those like heated moments with someone else. Yeah. Because I know me being me and I know myself enough to know that if I'm upset or someone's trying to get at me, my return policy is a really good one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you want to say some shit like, yeah, I got some shit to say back. And that's, and I feel like I've, sometimes I even bite my tongue knowing that 
I'm going to say something that's going to hurt someone's feelings. And I don't want to do that because at the end of the day, and this isn't necessarily just with Dom, this is like friends and family members and Mm -hmm. stuff. It's like, you're going to say something and then it's going to make shit a lot worse. So I just hold it. I hold it and until I'm able to come back to it and say, hey, you know, you know how you said some shit yesterday. Uh, and it's more like, hey, you know how you said some shit yesterday? Um, I felt this way about it. That's how I feel. <laughs> Pickle this cage. <laughs> After I've been upset, I'm like, why am I upset? I hate you so much. <laughs> okay, like, go ahead. You're like Nicolas Cage and fucking Conair. I'm just trying to make it home to my daughter. <laughs> no, no, I'm from I'm from the Wicker Man. Peace. <laughs> oh my god, dude. You think Nicolas Cage like the B movie? Oh no, he's probably scared of it. You think so? You think he's scared of uh Jerry Seinfeld? I would be. You're scared of Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, when he yells at you. When he's <laughs> trying to make a joke. What's going on? Where are you going? Oh. So it's just me, guys. I don't know what I'm going to do in this part. I might uh, cut this out. But, yeah, for me, personally, I just try not to. I just try to avoid saying something that I know I'm going to regret. And I just feel like taking like those deep breaths and waiting you know that's like the best way to kind of avoid any conflict well it's not necessarily having to avoid conflict because you're scared but it's more avoiding conflict because you're gonna say something that's gonna kind of offend people or just kind of get them more upset with you and that shouldn't be the issue like you want to know that you're you're taking people's feelings into consideration also. You know what I mean? You don't want to just be like, you know, like, fuck you and say something that they're, that's going to cut them deep after they just said something that's not even that deep for you. You know, I think that's one of those things. Because for me, again, it's like, I know, and I know people that are very like, you know, like we arguing, I'm winning. Like, I just want to win. Like, so I'm going to do anything in my power to win. And that I think that's where the issue comes from. You know, I come, we, like me and people that I know, grow up in these areas where you have to have thick skin. Where, you know, the, the jokes on roasting each other, like you have to hit them harder. You know, like I think that's where, like I, I grew up and I think that's where it comes from. And well, it see, like when I grew up, or I don't even say grew up, but excuse me. Were you aged? <clears throat> As a kid, um, living in uh, separate households, it's not that I was always made fun of, but that's where the comedy in my life was always around, was around me. And it was either making fun of myself or. Um, I guess that's just what I learned is that that's where it's more funnier is you point out your imperfections and your own flaws because you notice them 
you realize them. Not because you're tearing yourself down, but because people can relate to you about it. You know what I mean? So it's like, and then I, some of the shit I did when I was younger, even now to this age, it's like, why the fuck do I do stuff like shit like that, you know? But I don't think of it as a bad thing. I just think of it like, you know, well, shit, I fucked up. But like I said, everybody can relate to it. Like, you know, everybody messes up. Everybody has their mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Everybody gets that way. I feel like you don't know this, huh? I don't. <laughs> That's the only part I know. No, but um, yeah. But like I said, living in separate households, it was just like that. I had tons of cousins with my dad. Um, and I was always with them. And I was even telling Mondo about this and Liz and Mondo the other day when they went to Papa Herbs to go get food. It's just we were always together. All the cousins were always together. We were always roasting on each other. We didn't take it personally, but it was just who we were, who we were, who we are. And a cousin of mine was saying the same thing where it's like, um, sometimes they're mean about it. You just can't take it too personal. And if you do, then, you know, you just tell them and let them know. Like, but with my dad's side of the family, don't. Because if you do, then they're just going to keep going with it. They're just going to keep roasting with it. And I'm not saying, like, that's a bad thing. Like, they're toxic. But, you know, it's just, it's an old habit you can't really break out of. So you tend not to, like, say anything about it. You You just have to learn to either accept it or get tough skin about it, you know. But yeah. that should toughen you up on and then now people making fun of you that shouldn't bother you because you've heard worse or you've dealt with worse at home but i'm that's also really bad that's very toxic as well but like i said growing up in that that was just everything was fun and games everything was a joke no one took it seriously we all knew what we did like i said we all knew what our imperfections were and we all knew what we did was like stupid or what we did we thought was funny and we ended up getting in trouble for it or whatever but or we all made fun of each other we all made fun of each other and we just you know we joke about it laugh it off shrug it off like you would brother and sister you know they're cousins they're first cousins but because we were always together or always around each other that's just how we were we were that's how close we were yeah <laughs> like how did it work for your mom's side so with my mom, it was um, a little different because it was a lot smaller during that time before my sisters were born. It was just kind of like the four of us, um, a cousin here and there, but mostly it was just the four of us. And um, it was kind of like we all ganged up on each other. So it would be like me and Tom ganging up on my mom, making fun of her. Um, and it would be like small stuff. It wouldn't be like anything too dramatic. It would be like, oh, my God, my mom, you know. The way she cleaned something or over there making fun of her. But me and Tom had the comment of like um, what Al would call bro humor where we watched um, Austin Powers. We'd watch Animal House. We'd watch um, like it was like fart jokes, butt jokes, dick jokes. Um, yeah. Just just those sense of humor. Like me and him were just like we would crack up laughing and I was like, That's not funny. None of this is funny. Like all of this is funny, isn't funny. Well we you don't have a sense of humor. Ha ha ha. I mean I was a little meaner, but that's that's besides the point. Um, but it'd be like me and Tom gang up on my mom. Um 
All three of them would gang up on me. Me and Tom would gang up on Michael. And then all of us would gang up on Tom. So I don't know. It's like it was a weird combination, but we would all like make fun of each other. Yeah. It wasn't all like, you know, two to two, two to two, two to two. It was just the way it was. But um, it, like I said, it wasn't as harsh as it was like with my dad's side of the family because my dad's side of the family is a little bit more honest. But I, you know, learned how to take a joke. I learned, I learned how far I can take with it. I never, um, to be honest with you, I still don't know how far I can take it because I feel like a joke is a joke. You, like you said, there's some smoke to it, but I try not to think too much into it because if they don't want to tell me how they feel, then that's on them. That's what they have to live with. So like, like I told you on the phone the other day or earlier today, you know, when someone jokes with me and tells me how they feel or you know puts me down quote unquote i don't take it personal because it's like i'm not gonna let one joke ruin my day or you know i'll remember that joke or i'll remember what they said you know because that's how they feel but i'm not gonna be like oh my god i can't believe they said that i can't believe that's how they feel about me like no that's just who the fuck like all right that's how you feel okay cool I necessarily don't, I necessarily feel similar to that, but at the same time, at least for me now, it has been one of those things where it's like, I used to let like my loved ones kind of get away with shit like that. Yeah. And now for me, it's like, no. No. You know, and I get that too. Like, like if it's toxic, like if your own family members are toxic and you have to cut them off. I mean, for your own benefit and for your own health, your mental health, I it's, it's reasonable now, I guess. Yeah. Before, because before it felt like it, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Like, and and you can ask my dad. We all grew up that same mentality of like family is everything. Family is all you have. Even if you stab each other in the back, and even if you, you know break something of theirs or you break their or they break something of yours they're always going to be there for you no matter what so i mean like i said nurture you know we grew up thinking that way because look at them there's 13 of them so they're already a big family they're already super close they were all close in age i mean all like almost two a year or two apart but i don't know because then what i was going with it was at school um Elementary school, everybody would make fun of me. Everybody would joke with me. But I had the the humor of like, yeah, I'm funny because I like making fun of myself. Or, yeah, I'm funny because I act like a dork and I don't really care what anybody thinks because, you know, it's just who I am. I never was one to like worry about what people thought of me. Like I used to wear my brother's clothes to school. I used to wear baggy. I look like... (laughs) I look like a boy with long hair. Like, that's just what I remembered looking like. I never put my hair in a ponytail. Never did my hair. I would just go to school with my hair long down. And I'd wear a baggy t-shirt, long t-shirt. Um, khaki jeans, khaki pants. Either rubber band at the bottom and cuffed up or with some tennis shoes. Because I never understood the whole Jordan pair. And if I would have, yeah, I really for sure would have looked like a boy. <laughs> Damn, what fucking trash was putting rubber bands on your pants? What trash? Yeah. I was. Because I was in that era. 
No, I, I did that too. And I just realized I'm like thinking about that now. I'm like, God, like, why not just wear fucking pants and fit? Fit? I used to get made fun of before it because all the girls at school would wear jeans or they would wear skinny jeans and pants that would fit them straight leg. Not that I didn't know about it, but it was just like, you're at school. And my mom was super about, you have to wear a uniform. But I mean, never thought of like, maybe if she get uniform that fits her, maybe I should get uniform that are like, like, I don't know, lady size, but I'd like the baggy clothes. So I was totally okay with wearing Michael's old hand-me-down pants and shirt. I mean, I got brand new white tees. I got brand new um, buttoned up, not buttoned up because they were only a three color t-shirt. Yeah, the collared shirt. Yeah. And then I remember one day I had, uh, I had a decent straight leg pants with like a tighter white t-shirt and all the girls like freaked. Oh my God, Dom's a girl. Dom's, well, they be called Dominique. Dominique's a girl. Dominique actually has body. Like what the, f-? and I remember Carmen telling me the same thing at, at work one day. I wore a t-shirt that actually fit me. Well, to me it was like too tight, but it fit me perfectly. And then I wore skinny jeans and Carmen was like, holy shit, I'm taking you shopping. And I'm like, what do you mean? Dom, you have a body. And I'm like, no, I don't. Yes, you do. You need to stop wearing like big t-shirts. Like I know they're comfortable, but you need to wear t-shirts that like fit you. And then her and Nessa were like, yeah, yeah, we got to dress. And I'm like, no, I'm not even about that. I don't really care. But I get it professionally. Like, you know, I should, <laughs> I should wear clothes that fit me. But yeah, um, no, but in high school too. Um, the boys, I mean, you see it, you see how much they make fun of me or how much they joke about it, but I don't take it personal. Sometimes I'll get heated off of those jokes. So I'm like, man, I can't say anything cause I don't know what to say, but I knew, I knew it wasn't like to hurt me. It's just, you know, pick fun at. Yeah. And I know a cousin of mine who just hates that. I hate that. You know, you allow people to do this. I hate that you. You can't stand up for yourself. It's like, no, I can. I just, there's no reason for me to have that energy for, you know, why am I going to have that negative energy of going like, I'm tired of you guys making fun of me. Like I get, if I'm over it, I can tell them, yo, stop. And they'll stop, you know, but I'm not going to sit here and boohoo and cry about it because it's just, you know, not anything to worry about. I'm not being affected at work about it. I'm not being affected on my everyday life about it. Yeah, they're making fun of the way I play, but that's pretty much it. They're not sitting here telling me how much of a piece of shit I am or they're not telling me what kind of person I, you know, I'm dumb to be or whatever. Like, I'm not taking that to heart. It's like, oh, yeah, I suck at video games. Cool, okay, whatever. Tell me something new. Like you would always say with Hugo, think of new new content because... Yeah. It gets boring after a while hearing the same thing over and over again. It does. Um, But for me, it's more of a, like, I get it. I try not to let things get to me as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm I'm just reaching a point in my life where it's just kind of like, I understand the jokes. I understand, like, because I I have friends that I crack jokes with, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, we kind of like roast on each other but at the same time i've reached the point in my life where it's just like 
I don't have no fucking energy for that shit anymore. Like, I'm not here. The roasting like, each other? Yeah, like, and, you know, I get it. Sometimes we laugh and we'll be like, because this motherfucker, this, or like, oh, like, that's why you did that. But, but it's like, those are like really, really close friends Mm -hmm. that know because they've been there with you through it. Yeah. So they kind of have like that privilege to like make that joke or make that jab at you. Mm -hmm. But when it becomes like a constant thing, at least for me, that's where it's just kind of like, yo, man, like I get it. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. And Again, I've reached the point in my life where it's like, if you're not that really, really close friend with me, and even to like my really, really close friends, where it's like, if I don't kind of like disrespect you in any way, mm-hmm. I expect you not to disrespect me. You know? Yeah. And it's one of those things where like, if someone makes fun of me about one thing, and I go, all right, stop, and they continue. And that's where it's just like, yo, I've said fucking stop. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not joking. I'm not playing. Like, fuck that. Well, in high school, the the boys I would hang out with, I get all the time. Like, they're super mean. Why do you hang out with them? Like, all they do is bully you or bully each other. Like, it's not okay. That's like a toxic friendship. And it's like, yeah, in, in public, like, you're seeing... What, how we act around each other in front of everybody and all we're doing is roasting well they're roasting on me but vice versa we're all roasting on each other but i go behind you know behind closed doors is totally different like it's just all of us just chilling yeah we're still making fun of each other but it's not as you know serious yeah. we're just like because i know at least for for me with like the ambo ambo crew it was more of a whole like Everyone was just hanging out and you had the occasional people roasting on each other. Mm -hmm. But even then growing up, like going to school, you had people that just like roasted on each other like consistently. And I mean, I was no exception of getting roasted on and roasting other people. Mm -hmm. But for me, like having like a messed up um, eye since I was young, I always had to like tilt my head a little bit to the side so that was like the constant jab that i would get and then i remember it was to a point where people would like legit go like this and come and talk to me like they'd lean their head all the way to the side and be like yo like do you understand me can you see me and i'm just kind of like i remember like one time one person did that and i didn't really know them Mm -hmm. and i just slapped them across the head and they got really upset. I was like, yo, you don't fucking know me. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, well, it's a fucking joke. Like, I was like, no, nah, bro, like, maybe they can fucking joke about it. But not you. But not you. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even fucking know my name. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, no, man. Like, it's not. No, like, it's like that. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not. I'm not here. Like, I'm. Fu- if now if somebody would fucking do that shit. Like, I'm just fucking elbowing a dude in the fucking neck <laughs> if someone fucking did that shit to me now because yeah. it's just you don't again, have the patience for like it. I, i'm i'm hella fucking old you know you're not hella old i'm not technically um no but I'm, like i'm but, old like why the fuck should i waste my time even like letting you 
breathe in my fucking space when you come at me with some shit like that. For real. No, like, I mean, like, I guess that's different, too. Like, depending on your relationship with somebody, like, you can let them go so far of, like, how much they can joke about it, you know? And, like, of, of as much as you told them and then what they can bring back to the table or, like, bring back to make fun of you about. Like, you'll allow it to because you're the one that told them about yourself. Um, But I remember situations where... Like someone would come into our group and try to like roast with us. And then we would like, yo, who the fuck do you think you are? And then we just roast the shit out of them. And then they would get all like butthurt about it and be like, I don't even want to hang out with you guys. Like you came in with the heat. Now we're going to come back with you. Like you're going to be in the kitchen. Like you can't handle it and get the fuck out. You can't. Then it's not even worth it. You know, I mean, at work, we joke about it too. Like, you got to realize where your line are being crossed at work and you can't because of work reasons, but also like know who you're, know who you're talking to too, because you may say the wrong thing and someone else may take it at heart, which we get. But for most of the boys that I hang out at work, we all kind of like, okay, we all know where the line's at with the, within yeah, each other. You have like a mutual understanding. Yeah. That's why I laugh. Cause I always go like this. Who's going to say the first word? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know for me, like, I remember one time with a coworker, just, um, I wouldn't say we almost got into a fight cause, but we almost got into a really big argument Mm -hmm. because like we were both like big habitual line steppers Mm -hmm. where it was like, oh, like you said this. Okay. Like, let me say this then. And it got to a point where we were cutting really deep. Without realizing it. Without realizing Being it. petty. Well, I think we both were realizing we were cutting deep. But we were just kind of like, okay, like, we are now in this zone of, like, habitual line stepping mm-hmm. that we're going to cut as deep as we can until the ne- until one of us says, like, breaks. breaks. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where... I remember that just like my coworker going to the back room and and like being like really upset and someone being like, you know, like, are you okay?" And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Like being really upset, like and it was deliberately towards about me Mm -hmm. that he was upset about. But what kind of sucked was just like I came in to other people making him frustrated. And then when I got there, I'm like, yo, like, what's going on? And he was just he was throwing shade at you. Like, he just like, again, when you're upset and you are upset with like two people in the room. Cancer. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) When you're upset, though, (laughs) it goes back to what I'm saying. Like, when you're upset, if you're upset at two people in the room, and a third person comes in, like the third person's getting it too. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no like denying it. Yeah. Um, so for him, like I came in, and I'm just like, yo, like what the, what's going on? And you know, he's like, oh, like, you know, like you too, like, blah, blah. I'm like the fuck. And I said some shit back and he said some shit back and I said some shit back and he said some shit back. And it was just, it, eventually it was just kind of like, it escalated to the point where he's no longer mad at the two original people. He's like he's you. just mad at me. And it went to the point where I remember just kind of sitting down with him and, we're both just discussing like how we grow up and how we grew up and how similar it is. And just us being like, 
you know, we have to be fucking on the defensive all the time. Like we have to be like, if someone says something to me, like I have to have the last word, mm-hmm. like, and, that's okay either. and it, again, it's not, but that's when, when you grow up that way and you grow up in that environment, you're just kind of like, I have to be like this because I can't let people see like, even like it, I can't let people see a weakness. I can't let people see this and I can't let people see that. And it went to the point where it's like, I remember just one time being like, yo, like no mothers and that's it. Like, I really don't care what you say about me, but don't bring in my mother or anything. Don't bring in like family members. And I remember just him like saying some shit and like, yo, like that's not cool. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, whatever. Like, like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not cool. And then I remember just having that conversation with him after that situation and eventually like the way we resolved the situation was just like instead of getting at each other like we just ended up jabbing at customers together (laughs) and that's where like that's where the bonding came and then i think that that helped a lot because you know just frustration yeah you take i mean not to be like you take it out on customers now but now it's like you guys have something in common where you guys can take it out on yeah you and know, I, instead I, of each other. And I remember it went to a point where, you know, we were just kind of like joking about customers or joking about shit that would happen at work. And it would never, it never got to a point where it was at again each other. where it was at each other. And it, it was, it's fun. It's funny to think that, you know, it went from you steer this energy towards like, uh, I would say customers aren't inanimate objects but you stare at you aim this energy at a fucking object instead of like at an actual person and you're just like oh my god like it makes such a huge difference yeah you know um and then we bonded over it and now we're like um him and i are like really really close friends really really good friends and yes there's sometimes where we'll kind of like joke about something from the past but at the same time it's not like directed directly like a insult or directly something that that you're trying to cut deep with no but i mean it makes sense too with being frustrated but you guys found your middle ground for sure yeah yeah and i agree like if you find if you reason with somebody or find that middle ground within each other i think it'll work like i remember some guy in high school trying to be super friendly with me but besides being friendly he just wanted to know like why i was upset and I was just like, no, I'm upset. Just leave me alone. Well, no, just tell me. Like, I'm just here to help. Whatever I can do, whatever I can do. And I'm like, leave me alone. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm being honest. Like, just leave me alone. I'm upset. It's nothing Nothing you did. It's nothing. I was just some shit I'm going through. And just leave me be. Um, I'll be. I'll get over it. And he was so persistent because he was just like, well, just tell me. Just tell me. Just tell me. But the person I was upset with, like, came around. He was like, yo like leave her alone she says she's upset just leave her the fuck alone because like yeah i was getting irritated by it and you could tell it's just getting worse and like dude just like bug off like i'm telling you this for your own good because i'm already irritated you just need to just fucking leave me alone yeah and i don't know if he like figured it out or what but then he got all i mean the guy that was like trying to help he got all huffy and puffy and then he started telling everybody like I was just trying to be nice and she's over here like being a bitch and 
And then, you know, my boy was like, what? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, she told you to leave her alone and you're over here, like, getting in her fucking business. Like, you need to fucking leave her alone. And he's like, well, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm upset. And yet these two are fighting because I'm upset. And it makes no sense. Like, what the fuck is going on? And I just remember everybody like, like, dumb, you good? I'm like, I'm fine. Like, it's them two now you got to worry about. Like, I told him I'm okay, but he just kept going on. Like, just tell me what's wrong. Like, no, I'm fine. Just leave me the hell alone. Like, and I don't mean it to be rude, but, you know, I'm just not in the mood to talk about it. Whatever the hell I was going through, I'm not in the mood to talk about it. Just don't. Yeah. And I just remember being so mad, just being so upset. I didn't want to talk to anybody. And then at the end of, at the end of that period, it was just like, why was I upset? Like. I couldn't even tell you why. I just know I was aggravated. But, like, you know, our we found our middle ground, especially after that situation. It was just like, look, like, I didn't mean to be that mad. Like, we went to go get burritos after. I was like, I didn't mean to be that mad and be upset. I was more upset because I was mad. I think that's, I think that's where it just escalated. But then he just came in and was persistent about, like, you know how you're like, are you mad? No. Why are you mad? I'm not mad. You look mad. Okay, now I'm mad. <laughs> like Yeah, I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm really too. fucking ang- now I'm really fucking angry. No, but like it was like that. That's what I told him. I was like, I wasn't really mad at you. I was irritated with you, but I wasn't mad at you. But then this boy just made it worse. Where it just either I was ticked off at everybody or it was just ticked off especially specifically at you. But like you said, you found your middle ground. Or I told him, like, hey, like, I don't mind the picking, like, picking on each other. Like, I'm totally used to that. That's nothing. But if there's a point where I just stop picking on you or if I stop responding, it's just because I'm upset. And not not directly towards you, but could be like, you know, I just wasn't ready for that. Or maybe I just wasn't in that right head spot for it. So if I just sound upset, just just let it be. Like, I'll be over it. And, yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. But even people used to tell me all the time, like, you shouldn't let people, like, make fun of you. You shouldn't let people pick on you. Because I remember even one of my really good friends, like, best friends in high school tell me the same thing. Like, you need to stop hanging out with them. For what? Because they're just, they're they're fucking assholes. When we go, no, well, so-and-so is it? No, 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 they all are. Like, all of them are assholes. And that's like, oh. Well... Like, those are my assholes. Shit comes out of all of them. Pretty, uh, pretty much. Um, but they were real. That's yeah. what I was trying to tell people. They weren't being dicks just to be dicks. They are just being honest. And if you can't handle it, then, like, there's the door. Like, they weren't doing it to piss people. I mean, also, they were doing it to piss people off because they thought it was funny. But, like, it wasn't in the sense of, like, they just did it. They just did it to random people. They did it to people they knew. Like most of the time, when someone new came around, they would keep their mouth shut. Like they wouldn't really say much. But yeah. as soon as that person would say something like, you know, joking, like, "Oh, you know, your face looks dumb," and then, <laughs> like, that would be it. Like, you think you you think you're funny. You think you can make fun of me. Well, here it goes. And then it would just be like, they get laid out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it'd be like, wow, they're hella mean. Like, no, you shot at them first. Yeah. You thought you were, you thought you were going to be cracking jokes, shooting little shots. Honey, no, that don't work here. 
your little shots ain't shit. Your little shots are just poking at them, and that's just not gonna. They're not gonna let it fly. That's yeah. why I thought it was funny because it was like they didn't do it purposely to like. Oh, let me make fun of the way you tilt your head or whatever. If you came at them and said like, "Oh yeah, you're short," like made fun of how short they were. Oh, honey, yeah, they would just lay into you. Yeah. Like, get ready, you know? You thought you were funny? We're going to be sitting here dying at you for the next two hours while you go run home crying about, like, who's making fun of you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. We, we, they didn't, none of us didn't. We didn't do it just to be like, oh, look at how that person looks. That person looks stupid. We would just be there sitting there chit-chatting, talking, and then someone would come over and try to make fun of us or make fun of one of one of us and then what the fuck like what the fuck all right like get ready like here we here comes the fucking big ones yeah yeah i don't know it's just one of those things where i remember just hanging out with a group of people that were like that also when i was in high school Mm -hmm. but they were just like they would just rust on everybody outside of the group of the group no like you seen people like what because we the spot that they would hang out with was kind of like in the middle of the courtyard. So they see everybody. And you see everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you like see like random people. And they're like, man, look at this person. Yeah. I look at this person and look at that. Like, I remember just one time. Because uh, we all said, we all said it. You know, someone's probably going through something. And then for us to like make fun of them and not know, like, it's kind of insensitive. Yeah. And because and, I remember just like, Back when, uh, I probably still are kind of trendy, when people, like, wore ripped pants. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the this girl had, like, ripped pants, um, like, on the knees and in some of, like, the leg areas mm-hmm. and stuff. And I remember just, I forgot, like, what, like, I don't think she fell, but I guess someone said that she had fallen in a previous period mm-hmm. that day. And then all of a sudden, they're just kind of like, she walked by again and, like, Man, look at this bitch. She fell again. Like, look at her pants. Like, hella fucking rip. That's what you get for falling, you stupid ass. And everyone's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, damn, like, you know, it was funny when I was like 15, 14. But now thinking about it now, it's just kind of like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Like, kind of like bully put, vibes. Like, pulling pull a fucking, putting like one person on blast and shit. Mm-hmm. And then I remember just like, yeah, we never, we never, there would be, we would never make fun of somebody just because of whatever they did or what they look like. Yeah. Like, unless they were trying to get into the group, like, that'd be the only time they would just start roasting. And it it wasn't personal. It was just like, you're going to try to hang out with us. You got to handle our, our jokes, you know? Yeah. And if you can't handle our jokes, there's a door, you know? And then for me, it was more like, um. I think my junior and senior year, I just stopped hanging out with that group because when I got there my freshman year, I hang out with seniors. Mm-hmm. When I got there, then my sophomore You're year. You're cool. No, well, most of them I knew from sister. my sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like I hung out with seniors. Then my junior, my sophomore year came and I hung out with seniors that were the juniors. And then my junior year came and that group of like, the last senior group that I was hanging, hanging out with, I didn't really hang out with them like that. So I ended up just hanging out with a bunch of other friends that I like did graffiti with and like tagged and shit with. And mm-hmm. I remember just hanging out with them and there just ended up being like a whole different vibe. Cause, and it was literally like maybe like 
20 to 50 feet away mm-hmm. from where that other group was. And then I was just hanging out over here. And then I started hanging out with like Teddy with Juan and um, Kevin and uh, Albert and like a bunch of other people, you know. Yeah. And it was so it was so cool because literally it went from being with like this group that was kind of always constantly in trouble to like hanging out with this group that everyone kind of knows it was just like a weird breakfast club mixture of people yeah because you have like these random you had one jock you had one like yeah like you just had and all of the only thing that like brought those people together was like yo we just tagged all of us did graffiti and that was it yeah and i remember just like hanging out with and that's how i met like henry and peter hopka and stuff Mm -hmm. because of the group because like i remember just peter hopka is that your anbo no no this was a this was the goonies oh okay Um, okay yeah yeah, yeah. so ambo but yeah like even the goonies they were all different yeah we're all just different people different vibes yeah or different people with the same vibes yeah because that's where like i met like teddy there i met juan there i met kevin there and then i just remember just being there and just going like telling people like yeah like just call me frankie and everyone like oh yeah yeah frankie like i like that name yeah and then that's Frankie was just the name that I had because then and then after that, it was just like it just was more of a of a more positive vibe. Like people were just like chilling. People were like, yo, y'all want to go smoke or y'all want to like go and get food mm-hmm. at Eddie's. And like I remember just being like two people would go do some shit, like three people would go do something else. Mm-hmm. And then people would just sit at this little, little square bench and it was like. I think it was like five guys, like six girls and stuff just hanging out there. Mm -hmm. And I remember just always just like chilling and shit. Um, And that's how I met Peter Hopka, though, too. I met Peter Hopka because he was uh, doing the Catman thing. And then he came and like he um, I forgot what it was. I think my friend Skips, um, she was telling me about Peter Hopka and like Catman. And I was like, Catman? Like, what is he like a superhero or whatever? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Yeah, like it's hella it's hella cool. Like, you know, he like dresses in his um superhero costume and he's like running around the school and he's like fighting crime and shit. Mm-hmm. But they were doing like a promotional video. Okay. And I remember just kind of like being like, Man, fuck Catman. And, <laughs> and I remember just us like it was a joke, but he ended up having like like sidekick tryouts you applied <laughs> and you, no i didn't apply oh, okay we came and we like crashed the the tryouts the challenge cat man uh-huh. and everybody was like oh damn the goonies are here to like challenge cat man and i remember like uh peter hopka putting like posters he uh-huh. made like posters and stuff like and, the goonies poster he, huh? like goonie anti-goonie posters oh, and putting, like goonies beware yeah Catman is here and stuff and it was really cool like i really that was like a really enjoyable moment in high school for me because it was no longer like a pressure thing of being like oh my god like who's judging me and who's not judging me it was more like fuck dude i'm having hella fun like just being like whatever like i'm having fun hanging out with the fucking goonies and just like being yeah you enjoyed it you enjoyed your moment and um i remember just like meeting henry through peter hopka and skips and then just um 
it was just funny because Henry came and he's like, yeah, I want to be Peter Hopkins. Side, I want to be Catman sidekick. And my, um, <laughs> my sidekick name is called the Gimp. And he was just like, I'm going to be wearing like a full on, uh, latex suit with the zipper in the mouth and like the fucking thing. And he goes, and I have like these anal bead ropes that oh I'm able God. to like tie them up with. I was dying, dude. It was so funny the way people were coming up with fucking like mm. ideas to be sidekick a sidekick to him, and I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" But I remember just us crashing like the sidekick rehearsal thing, and um, it went to the point that a teacher came and was like, "Guys, like you guys need cannot be in here, like you guys can't be causing." And we we're just like, "No, no, like." part of a bit like we're doing a bit like we're supposed to be the bad guys and and all this stuff and sure and, and y'all it, was, were. it was so fucking funny dude like it was so funny because like all of us knew each other all of us like hung out and then i remember just like seeing peter sometimes like walking down in our area be like you better watch out cat man we're gonna get you you better watch out cat man and he'd just like get in position and he'd be like you you goonies better like chill out and take it easy because you guys don't want to mess with the cat man and blah blah and there's just it was so funny dude like it was just like for you me, guys were the mobsters uh, yeah like, like we were the mobsters and he was just like the the vigilante, the vigilante. yeah and it was so cool man like i really enjoyed that part what was that uh, freshman year you said no nah, this was like junior year senior oh year God, you guys were grown-ass kids <laughs> yeah we were grown playing ass. like uh, cops and robbers <laughs> yeah and then eventually you know after we all graduated from high school like all of us just hung out um, at Delta again. And like, that's where like Ambo came from. Cause it was just like a bunch of, the the, same. it was just the same, like ain't no bitches out here, you know, where our, our saying was like, ain't no bitches out here. Ain't no bitches out here. Like, um, cause we'd just be like, yeah, ain't no bitches out here. Oh, there's an H at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's always an H at the end. A N. Oh, yeah um i was seeing that it came. as a and b oh well because sometimes you can't fit the h at h, the end yeah no, um, like, where's the h where does the h go um but it was more of the sense Are, of is like, out here one word <laughs> out yeah um but and it was more of a peer pressure thing because huh. <laughs> it was a lot of like sure it was a lot of like people like if you're drinking or smoking and stuff and they they just be like come on like drink one with us like no nah, man like i'm cool like you know bitches bitch, yeah. ain't no bitches out here that's ain't funny. no bitches out here so that's, that's where ambo came from and i think uh i think peter was the one that that dubbed the ambo saying where he's like yeah ambo ambo and either just, way ain't no bitches out here yeah ain't no bitches out here man um but yeah that's where like all that came from and that's where, you know, we all were hanging out and it was like two, two. It was just a, a circle of like best friends hanging out with other best friends because everyone had like their own click click. And it was like Henry and Peter, um, Elo and myself, like Mickey and Aaron, Jake and Jonathan, you know, and then there was just it was just us like six of us yeah it was like six of us or eight of us just always hanging out and just like smoking drinking well they would smoke they would drink i just like smoke cigarettes and be there and like eat food with them and 
watch them all get like fucked up and like laugh with jokes and shit and everyone just talking about stuff and i remember us making like the whole like the gamer score book yeah and now that your was black book yeah or your... like the yeah the gamer score book mm-hmm. yeah so that was really cool like that was one of, that was one of those things where even like when we were working on that we we're just kind of like no, like that. You can't do that because that person automatically gets that, and like that person being hella involved. Even, yeah, like that person can't do that because he already has all that. Like he's like naming shit. He's already done. He's just trying to get a better gamer score than everybody <laughs> yeah. else. Like, so. I just I feel like if you vibe if you vibe with a group of people really well, like you're gonna remember that forever. Yeah, yeah. But even if you only hung out with them for less than a year, like it's you, you know there's a big part of your life that you were involved with it and you're forever invested with that, you know? And I agree because like I, even the boys, you know, a short period of time, but you know, they're part of my top 10, but that's because, you know, there's a, there's, there's a part of me that would be like, if they ever need anything, I'd be there. Even if it means them roasting me 90% of the time, which like I said, I don't take it personal. I'd rather them roast me because if they didn't, then I know something's wrong. <laughs> if they all of a sudden I hear something nice out of their mouth and I'm like, okay, this is this is weird. Stop it. Like be mean. Quit it. Quit it. Like keep making fun of me. Once you stop making fun of me, then I know it's yeah. it's getting awkward. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's where like I I see it too, where it's just kind of like you know you you have that group of friends that you always remember and and then sometimes it sucks because you know at least for us like the ambo group like kind of grew apart Mm -hmm. and not because like everyone like had conflict or anything it was more like everyone just started doing their own thing yeah and then the people that were in that like the the like the duo group like their own little clique some of them like still stick together and some of them don't. But at the same time, it's not because they like hate each other or anything. It's just more like, you know, like we grew apart or you moved out of state or you, you know, moved to a whole different town. And it's just, but it just happens. You'll, to me, it's like you'll forever rem- remember those memories. Yeah. And that's all you can do is just not relive them because then that's where you have an issue of like not growing up, not changing. But it is nice to have those memories in the back of your oh, mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know. Because um, uh, sometimes I'll be having dreams of like. Old, you're in the wrong school. The old you're in the wrong class. Wrong class, yeah. You're in the wrong class at the wrong school. You get those? I, yeah, I still do. <laughs> no, but like I get those like re- recurring dreams of those memories that pop up and be like, remember when we did this? And remember when we did this? Not in the same time events, but it's like, yeah, I do remember when we did this. And I do remember when we did that. So like I said, it's like there's like part of my heart where it's just like yeah like i got love for you guys that's as far as it's gonna go don't be weird about it yeah but if it you know ever you need anything ever need anything you know forever got love for you guys yeah and I, and you know i miss i well with covid it's kind of hard to but it's kind of hard not to but i do miss uh like the friends my friends um at least the ones that i'm able to still like hang out with and stuff mm-hmm because it's it just like harder it's harder to like kind of come around and hang out with them when i can i know um i'm good always, with i'm good i don't know why but i'm really good with having friends at a distance yeah 
I, I personally like having friends, like the friends that I do have, I like having them really close, even if it's like once a month. But I like doing the whole like going to like have lunch and eat something with them, even if it's just like we only see each other for like an hour or something. Because I remember like I remember one time uh, Coco and I went to lunch mm-hmm. and you were just kind of like. Oh, let me know when you're when you're done having lunch and then you and me can hang out. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll let you know. And then um, I remember you kind of calling me later on, maybe like 30 minutes later or something. And you're just kind of like, hey, like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, I'm, I just dropped off Coco at his house. You're like, wait, what do you mean? Like, yeah, I, dro- I just dropped him off. Like we had lunch already and I just took him home and blah, blah, blah. And you're like. But weren't you going to hang out with him more? I'm like, no, like we went to go get food uh, and we ate. Yeah, because I thought like, it was weird because I was like, you were saying you the? were hanging out with him. And I'm thinking, oh, he's probably going to go back to their place, you know, turn down the lights, <laughs> but like hang out and stuff, like talk about, you know, music or whatever. And you were just like, no, I just dropped him off. Okay, that was quick. But are you guys like going to hang out? Oh, we already did. So you guys are just going out to eat? You're like, yeah. Like, that's what we do. We hung out. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> Yeah. And what's nice and what's nice with like um, with like Coco is just like he's he's similar to like food. Me. Yeah. He's similar to me sometimes where it's like you kind of just sit there in silence with someone and you're able to like, you know, you give those vibes and you get those vibes from people and you're able to like enjoy their presence i've gone to dinner with you guys or lunch with you guys where it it gets like that in the beginning no one's saying anything and then like halfway through like eating or towards the end then we're all talking yeah but i mm, i do that normally because i'm like i'm not ready let me eat my food (laughs) and then i'll talk to you don't talk to me until i have my my whole ramen bowl (laughs) yeah exactly um no but not nothing personal but it's like yeah let me eat and then I'll talk with you because I don't want to be like hella hungry and then trying to have a conversation. And I can't even focus. Yeah. Especially with like a mouthful of food. You're like, the other day, like what? Yeah. No, well, I know, I know you get kind of like, what the fuck did you guys just say? Cause you and like, Elise. Yeah. We'll like talk to each other. You literally have food in your mouth. Give each other like, I like movements of the eyebrows and then say one word. And then she's like, yeah, it's over in the right side. So when you go in my mom's room, I'm like, what the fuck? You heard everything. She's like, oh, yeah, he asked where this and this is. Or he told me to don't forget to do my homework. And yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Because she'll do the same thing. She'll have something in her mouth and she'll try to talk. And you're just like, no, I don't know, you know, when mom's getting home. But we still have to do this. Yeah. Yes, I know. You got to go go to the backyard and cut the trees. Yeah. I told you that. And I'm like. Y'all are having legit conversations with food in your mouth. But that's just. She's like, you real one. Ah, she has food in her mouth. Like, what the fuck? But that I think that's just back to what I'm saying. Like, you have your connection with people and you have like you know, the people that you grow up with. And it's, it's more of a sense of like you, you know, their you know, their vibrations and you know, their energy. So like regardless of what's going on, you're you're able to actually like keep the conversation even if you're not ha- actually having the conversation. Um, 
but yeah i know like with elo and i will sometimes we vibe really really well and sometimes we don't but uh most of the times when we do like we're like in sync and then even with like my cousin martin like you see like a different like you know energy sometimes as well where we're just like joking and talking and then all of a sudden we can get into like a really serious bag when we're when we're together um and i think it's important i think it's important to have like energy like give a specific energy to like specific people but then at the same time you're always it's always best to emit like a positive energy because you'll get it in return Mm-hmm. And I know with the uh, whole thing about like being petty and being upset and like wanting to do do like say something or do something right away, like it's we're all we all have that urge to do it, but at the same time it's it's always best to kind of hold off on it and bring it back when you know you're not gonna be as harmful to everyone including yourself as long as you give as long as you give the space you deserve yeah um so i'm gonna do let me see if i could find this because i wanted to introduce a song since we were talking since we're sticking with um people that we kind of know um where is that so this next song I wanted to show you is uh is from a friend of ours because we just spoke about him and then I figure I might as well keep it within uh our nature versus nurture with a little bit of good nature music. So upcoming song right now is from Spitzbeagle's album Dreamcast. Uh, the track is called Vox and it features uh, Marco Kane. So uh, here we go. Should, should I just go in? Like how, how I spin it? Low key, I let us fly. All right, for sure. Hey. Uh. Low key, I let us fly as high as it goes. For the roll, we keep it loud like we live at the show. Showtime when they drop the roast, we let it blow. Rob you for your soul, snatch it back before you let it go. Black mass, we drive by for the bulky boats. Filled with coke, tunes to the top, let me drop a load. Loud Bennett, beats flaps, I pen it. Alki and my appendix got me woozy to my stomach. Take a hit of the road, should have done it a minute ago. Now my hands in the flow, most definitely I'm a rider, cause two pox in a deck. Best believe what comes next, I'ma throw up the set. West, coast to the side, where we ride to the tombs of the dead and alive. You can't get it this live, you can try. Yeah, yeah, you can try. Alright, I just cut it off. Am I cool now? So fly. Voice is all fucked up, man. Why? Man with a whole lot of sense said, blues ain't nothing but a good man feeling bad. I wanna tell you something, afraid you judge me That's what holds me back from telling you You're looking lovely, my friends they think you're ugly But I don't really care, they don't know how I feel Usually they're never there I like to reach into your mind, dig into your soul I like to tell you the process so you can know Plus the people that I need may never be there Walking on empty as an MC, I see square Blocked off like I ain't myself a cheap knockoff I hold it all in, man, these other dudes are all soft No way I could fall off, I ain't even up there 
wonder to myself if the people that I love care. Eventually, I'm upstairs, walking on a tightrope, looking like a sideshow. Man, I got some high hopes. Careful when the wind blows, fogging up the windows. Trying to ride my skateboard, but it's no longer simple. featuring Marco Kane off of Spit Spiegel's album Dreamcast available now on SoundCloud. Uh I don't know if it's on other streaming services. Not Spotify. Uh no, I don't think it's on Spotify. That was slap. That was good. One of my favorite songs off of is uh actually one of my favorite songs in general from him and just like my top twenty list for sure. Um with that, though, I did want to introduce our our advice segment. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was Marco's song and then Coco was featuring. No, no. It was a Coco song. I'll download that later. But I fucks with it. So I'll read two titles to you, Dom. I don't know what you want to cover. But one says, what happens after high school? And then help dealing with a lot of pent-up frustration. Say that again. What happens after high school and... Or help dealing with a lot of pent-up frustration. Frustration. I feel like they're both the same. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, well, I mean, in my own defense, I do. 
Like after high school, I was like, I was always worried about what was going to happen next. Or how do I get my crush Snapchat in a subtle, subtle manner? I don't know. Or how do I how do I start confessing my crush to DMs? You just do it. Yeah. The only the difference is don't be afraid for um, rejection. Rejection. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, how are you 16 and graduating in three months? I think I, I think we'll do this one. So this one is uh, from our advice. So it says, uh, what happens after high school? I'm 16 and I'll be graduating high school in three months. I've applied for community college, but other than that, I have no plans. There's nothing in particularly, or there's nothing I particularly like or I'm good at. I feel like so I'm so young and have so much time. Should I take a gap year, intern, join the National Guard? The government pays for college. All options I'm considering. What should I do? Within a year? Well, they're graduating in three months, but they're trying to figure out what to do after high school. Whether it's like community community college, taking like a gap from school, or like joining the National Guard, or what should what should they do? They don't know. I say enjoy it. Enjoy life before responsibilities start to happen. But I also agree with, like, going to community college to kind of get your general ed out of the way. It helps. It really does. Especially if you decide you want to go back to school. You have all the annoying classes done with. Yeah. That I know really. But I think it's each to own. Like, if that person's working, then just enjoy no school for, what, like, three, four months? school starts back up oh yeah for the summer break pretty much Mm -hmm. yeah that's true i personally think like because as soon as after high school's done and you realize oh shit i don't have school anymore it's just i feel like it's like one you start to realize it's like one thing after the other and it's not like bills or anything but it is that like responsibility of being able to grow up now you have priorities what are your priorities yeah your goal are you still going to work at the dead-end job that you're working at? Or are you going to try to go up and find something more or something different or something worth the pay? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. If you're with your friends or if you still have your friends, hang out with them as much as you can before society comes and makes it a thing where you guys can't hang out anymore. Look at this quarantine for example. Yeah, that's true. I think um I think it's just important to try to enjoy your time before school starts up again or whatever you're planning to do starts up again. But at the same time it's like I don't think anyone really necessarily has a plan after high school. Um 
I met people in high school that had kind of like a plan already set up for themselves. And then maybe like the first year into the college or university that they go to, they end up coming back because it just, they realize that's not something that they wanted to do in general. And that's completely okay. Like everyone, it's a marathon. It's not a race, you know? Um, it's about who gets to the finish line. It's not who gets there fastest that matters. You know, you have to just do what you can. Do what you feel like you're meant to do. Do what you're passionate about. Because, again, you're not, time is, like, ticking. The sand's fucking, like, spilling quickly than you think, or quicker than you think. Um, I know there's people that tell you like, oh, you got time, you got time. Yes, you do have time, but understand that you don't have that much time Mm -hmm. because eventually you'll get to a point where you'll be like, holy shit, I'm 35 now. Like, where did all the fucking time go? Mm -hmm. The song by Pink Floyd is so fucking important to listen to. It's called time, but it's, it's so important because it's literally the definition of life. Okay. Um, it's not a test. There's no retries. There's no do overs. You're just there. You're doing it. That's it. Like if you don't make it, if you don't, if you don't like, light a fire under your ass as 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 much as you need to then you're gonna be slowing down and then you're gonna get left behind and then you're gonna wonder what the fuck happened because 10 years goes by quick guys believe it or not like just think about it now we're in september of 2020 and we were just watching tiger king like what felt like weeks ago the beginning the beginning of the year yeah it felt like it was like like what a month ago that we watched it yeah because i remember waking up when we were we were eating um fat city burger and i remember just being like oh my god like what the fuck happened to his like husband lover guy and he was like oh like he died like uh, like he shot himself you know and now we're here doing a podcast like nine months later. Yep. Um, I, I feel like Carol Baskin killed her husband. She did. How did you like um, Port City Burger, by the way? It was good. Oh, my God. Delicious. I loved it. I prefer the cheeseburger, though. Really? Yeah. I got a chicken sandwich, guys, and... Not gonna lie, it's actually really good, but because the chicken was just so thick and heavy, it was like such a perfect chicken too. Um, I just would just have the chicken itself without the bread and lettuce and tomatoes. I mean, I know it makes it what makes it a burger, but I'd rather do a like a standard cheeseburger with bacon. Um, then they'll be like, give me a chicken sandwich and 
I don't know. See, and I personally felt the other way around. You like really, that spicy I chicken really sandwich? I really like the chicken so sandwich good. more than the burger. But I, I think it's just the fact that, like you were saying, the chicken is so fucking good for the sandwich. I was like, oh, my God. It's, like, way too good for the sandwich. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just have the chicken. You know what? The sandwich does complement it really well, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to lie, but mm-hmm. yes. I mean, I, I'm... I'm. Well, oh. for me, being a little girl, it's just way too much for me to eat. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of chicken sandwiches though for mm-hmm. sure like uh i don't know even even when we went to fremont the other day and i was like i'm just gonna get a chicken sandwich you know fremont yeah it's in new york we went to new york oh um yeah, yeah, yeah. we got a you got a burger chicken, or um chicken sandwich, chicken sandwich and, and you got, got fries. fries yeah yeah like i said like especially with driving i'm not gonna eat Heavily. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just it was uh I I preferred the chicken sandwich over the burger for sure, but at the same time, like I could see why you like the burger, but I I don't know. It's hard for me to to be like to deny that sandwich. Port City is simple. Yeah. Just have sandwiches and burgers. Fries is fancy. You can go fancy, or you can just keep them plain. Um, and then they have the like specialty orders. But when you go up, burger and fries, what kind? Yeah. They have drinks too, but, you know. There was another burger place too um, called Grub City Burgers. Uh, Me and uh, Ariel went there once, once or twice. It's in the same area. It was in the same area. But Grub City Burger had some of the best fucking burgers ever, dude. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I miss that place. That's one of those places that, like, the guy parked in front of the cash and carry, I think. I think that's what the place yep. is called. Um, and he got all the supplies from the cash and carry, you know. And then he was just like, I get, like, fresh lettuce every day. I get mm-hmm. fresh tomatoes every day. He goes, my, my meat and the chicken and stuff. Like, I go to the fucking, like, store and buy the meat, buy, the, like, the pounds and whatever. He's like, and all of it's like fresh, like all of it's fresh, like nothing's frozen. And it's just like, fuck, dude, like the burgers were so good. But I mean, I think he was always just like breaking even when he did, when he sold. Probably too, especially being in that area, you're always consistently stocking up. So that yeah. time you realize that you're like, oh shit, I spent way too much money on prep when, you know. Could have just kept it small and simple. Yeah. But or maybe they, charge more, but no one's really going to charge more unless they really have to. Yeah. And the the burgers were amazing, though. Were the they? burgers and the fries were really good. I went to, when I was in Colorado, I had something called a Chiba Hut. Chiba Hut, I think is what it was called. Yeah. Um, And their sandwiches were so good. It was kind of like um Subway sandwiches. So they're either long or short. Um. You get like certain, I mean, you can mix and match if you wanted to. There's so many choices to choose from. But I like the names of the sandwiches. You either get like um, a blunt, a, like a dub or something like that. And then they were just literally like rolled, like, um, like, roll, like bread roll? Or no, no, no. They were normal breads, but it was like 
you get a roll size. So you either get a oh. eight inch, a foot long, or a f- I think it was like a five inch or four inch. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. But they were named like blunt. Uh, like a roach, a blunt, and a joint or yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Pretty much. That's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I miss I miss getting sandwiches with my friends. You get sandwiches with everybody. I know. I'm like a sandwich slut, so. Facts. Well, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't really be eating sandwiches like that. Like, actually craving sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah. Because I was always like, you can have sandwiches at home. That's not what I want. I want something different. I want something like. Yeah. Something I can't make at home or something I can never really get a handle a hold of. No, I'm a, But I um, love Deli Delicious. I'm a big sandwich guy now. Yeah. I remember um when Bambi and I worked at March Lane, they had when they first introduced uh Deli Delicious there, uh the girls from Deli Delicious came and gave us like sample sandwiches. Did she they give you coupons too? Yeah, and they would give us coupons too. And then we got the discount because we, like, worked in the plaza, mm-hmm. which was sick because I would go and eat fucking sandwiches all the fucking time. And I remember just being like, yo, the sandwiches are fucking bomb. And then I ran into the one of the girls that worked there in um, in San Jose. Oh, really? When we went to uh, uh, TwitchCon. Like, we went to oh, yeah, we yeah. went to the trash-ass taco place called Iguanawanas. Shout out to Kip Panda. Um and like she was there and I was like and I was like, I know this sounds weird, but like you used to work at Deli Delicious, right? And she looked at me, she goes, Yeah, no wonder you looked familiar to me. I was like, Yeah, okay, cool. Like so it's not like weird to point you out like that. I was like, No, like like oh like you're over here now and she's like, Yeah, like I, I came to school and I go to school in San Jose now and now The I fact that here. she remembered you though. That like, just tells you right there how much you were Yeah dude, showing up. I mean, I'm, I miss, uh, I miss footy and I miss like the, I think only one of the girls that used to work there when I was there, she's still there. Um, but I remember just like going and like chit chatting with them and getting food and stuff. And I, I really liked it. Yeah. It was like you're networking. That was good. Yeah. But back to that uh, question, guys. Yeah. After high school, just, just fucking roll, go with it. Whatever. Just don't waste your time. Put the fire under your ass and just roll with that shit. Cause I mean, nothing ever goes according to plan, anyways. After high school, if you're hanging out with your friends, kind of like make that bond with them, especially when summer's over. Even if it means you're hanging out with them maybe every other day, but at least not let them know, especially if you want them still in your life, like that you're gonna work hard to make sure that they're still around. And shit happens. Everyone knows shit happens. It doesn't work. But at least take advantage, you know? Because once, once life starts and once you start becoming an adult and high school is not a thing anymore, that's all on you. Yeah. And enjoy your 20s. Eh. Enjoy no, your, they're great. Enjoy your 20s while you can. You'll have fun in your 30s, I promise. Yeah, but that's going to be a, like a whole different kind of fun it's still fun i know but it's gonna be different no because i'd rather i'd rather have fun in my 30s than stress out about my 20s because i feel like like truthfully 
all through my 20s, all I was doing was stressing out. I mean, you're still going through your 20s, Dom. And I'm still stressing out. You're halfway there. I'm still stressing out. Halfway there. And I'm still stressing out. And we're halfway there. (laughs) And we're halfway there. I'm not halfway. I'm almost halfway there, but that's just starting to irritate me. Okay. Yeah. So like I said, you have time for your 30s to actually enjoy life. Not have to worry. Mostly you can do is just do your normal routine because you're your early 20s to mid 20s you're just stuck trying to figure out what you want to do and how you want to approach it yeah so like i said if you're not in a hurry 30s is where it's at and if you are in a hurry have fun before you become an adult because once you hit that 18 mark or 19 mark that's it so life is trash right after that Mm mm-hmm no, I'm playing. Life isn't trash, guys. Life is trash during high school. Then you realize that not really care about that shit. Did you hate high school? You liked it. I despised high school. I just didn't like the work. I'm joking. I didn't. Uh, it was like, okay. I didn't have a bad high school experience. Like, it's weird how people make it seem like, you know, high school is like the greatest times of your life. Like, no, man. Like, after high school was like the greatest time of my life. Like, I would probably include my junior, senior year into that. But it was like junior, senior year. And then like my first couple of years at community college were like amazing. That was fun because that's where I made like my long term friends for sure. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because then you start to realize like who you want to hang out with or what kind of person they are and who you want around. Yeah, you start to discover yourself also. A little bit more, yeah, that's yeah. true. You start to like. See, my like, my freshman to junior year was fun. My senior year was just a stress. But during then, I was just like working constantly, trying to find another job, trying to figure out what I want to do after high school. Because I felt like everybody else had it situated except for me. But um, yeah, no. I don't know. That's just, uh, yeah, for me, yeah, junior, senior was cool. Anything after that, though, was, like, where I had the most fun. It wasn't high school anymore, though. So I was like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You said no fun or? No, I said um, I had the most fun after high school. Like, and now. As an adult, I have more fun also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you're kind of right. Wait till you're 30, but at the same time. Because, like, at least with 30, you're consistent with your job. Yeah. You have that 9 to 5 or those weird shift hours, but at least you have that job where you know what money's coming in and what you, like, honestly, if it wasn't for me figuring out what my paychecks are and how much I can save and pay for my bills. I wouldn't have been able to afford um, Colorado. Yeah. But look how late in the game I was about it. I'm still stressing out because, like, I did spend a lot of money when I went there. But I mean, it was reasonable money, especially, like, getting a rental, like, buying gifts, you know, because, like, no one could really travel like that. So I just thought it'd be nice to bring stuff home. Um, And then, like, places we went, like, kayaking I paid for. That was worth it. Totally worth it. Um. 
going out to eat and trying different foods that was worth it but that's just me being a foodie and being a fat ass but like you know not being stuck the money was worth being spent but also i knew how much i could spend so when i came back like okay cool now i know i can not spend my money for the next three months maybe no i'll say like two months but i'm prepared i know what i need to do and i know how to get it done so in your 30s or late 20s you should be finished set just on a on a completely different vibe but you'll figure it out yeah that's true but again enjoy it enjoy Enjoy the experiences have fun yeah don't stress too much about what's going to happen after high school because it's just going to happen. Yeah. By the time you realize it, you're working every day and you totally forgot what you did during that summer. Yeah. Yeah. Summer. Summer 09. Can't really forget it, but it was uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Wasn't the most exhilarating experience, but at the same time. Like, you don't forget the experience with your friends. Yeah, for sure. And with that, guys, uh, I think we're going to end the show. Um, I don't know what else to really talk about today. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. Um, really appreciate every single one of you that's been following us and um contributing and giving us our feedback we appreciate you guys we love 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 you guys yeah um if you have any suggestions of us to talk about just let us know um i think i have another one for the next one but you just have to wait and see yeah guys again thank you so much we really appreciate all the love and support you guys have been giving us uh, make sure to follow us on twitter and instagram co-ops therapy um Make sure to check out Dom on Twitch and Facebook. Damn Dommy, D-A-M-N-D-O-M-I. And then I am Polaroid Fox. You can find me on PolaroidFox.com. Um, that'll take you directly to my Twitch. And I'm Polaroid Fox everywhere. So Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Tweet um, at me, uh, Nikki Love, N-I-K-K-I-I-E-E under dash L-O-V-E. Just tweet at me. Come say hi. Yeah, and then uh, another announcement. We're going to be having stickers available uh, for anyone who is interested. Um, let us know. We'll, we'll post on our Instagram when we have it up. And then uh, again, yeah, like Dom said, hit us up with any topics you guys might want us to talk about or just discuss. Uh, I think it'd be really fun to see what you guys think of certain things. Um, or just certain opinions. So with that said, again, this is player one, Polaroid Fox. And I'm player two, Damn Tommy. And this is the Coapples Therapy. I should probably let that write out a little bit more, huh? Well, well you can add to it, no? Yeah, watch me fade this shit. Right, take this shit back from the tippity. <laughs>